Hey, Grant, I'm really glad that you just, you like made it through the episode. You're still awake. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> but this is the end. We're recording this at the end. Three, We're here. Yeah, you're here. Grant has survived an all-nighter that we'll go over in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about some real stupid crap that happened uh, over the course of the weekend to one football team in a little bit. About the zebras. Oh, my gosh. It's a common uh, place here. Figure it out, NFL. We're, gonna, we're definitely going to be talking uh, through a whole bunch of stuff today in terms of playoff implications. Some stuff uh, changed wins from losses. last week. Yeah. So, a whole bunch. Some dumb team that somebody on the show likes made the playoffs somehow in the same week that the number one seed did. I don't understand that at all. Uh, yeah. All because your my hands. team didn't. My, <laughs> your stupid team lost, Grant. I, I'm just thinking my whole like naked on I-5 thing. Like, I got, that's... <laughs> I literally sent the Rams to the playoffs. Dude. If, I, I'm now realizing that. I should have been so much more upset. My team sent the Rams to the playoffs. I'm done. I, he literally dropped the mic and is getting up. I, by the way, when we see the headlines scrolling across our social media feeds la- next week, like local youth pastor found naked on I-5 in front of semi-truck. Oh my god! You don't want to at I least can't. watch us get to the second round before you do that. <laughs> He's just gonna go do it right now. All right, forget it. I gotta go save him from killing himself. Uh, hey, he literally ran down the stairs. Um, we better get to the episode. Lock in for the next couple hours. Join us on a little journey. This is Sportsify. Welcome to Sportsify for January fourth, twenty twenty four, with your hosts Matt Novak and Grant Hawker. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, we are one week away from real playoff football, but this is the beginning of the playoffs. Week 18 of the NFL season is upon us. We're going to talk about week 17 that was. I'm your host, Matt Novak. Alongside me, as always, is Grant Hawker. How who, we doing? He may or may not be dead right now. Uh, we'll talk about that in a moment. And on the third mic is Jameson DeFore. Raise your hand if you've clinched. Uh, our hands are up, bro. Our hands are up. Yes, sir. Uh, joining us in a little bit will be our buddy Mike Connor uh, as we get into playoff scenarios and who needs to do what to get in this week and who hoes themselves out of the playoffs and who might have pretty much already done that um, with some losses this last week. But We'll get into all that in just a little bit. Uh, before we do, uh, Grant, like you said, you didn't sleep going into the 31st. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Grant has a job where he hangs out with students all the time that makes him sometimes have really long weekends, yeah. especially. But you did an all-nighter. I did an all-nighter for New Year's. So they're the worst. The, they're the worst. They're and the absolute worst. you and I, I've shared with you many times my feelings and thoughts about why I no longer did them when I was in your position. Yeah. Um, but how many hours of sleep did you get going into the 31st? Like the 30th to the 31st. You said you didn't Six. sleep good. Six? So then you did an all-nighter coming off a six-hour six night? Hours, yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Because I usually don't sleep well before events anyway. Yeah. And so then it just compiled. And we had church the next day, so I couldn't like stay up super late. Oh, uh, yeah. To then, like, you know, prepare myself. So I was just, I was 100%, 24 hours straight, no sleep, up. 
Yeah. yeah. And so I usually, I usually take around two days to recover. So I am on the second day. So hopefully by tomorrow I'll be good. But right now I'm my, my brain feels a little fried. That's and fair. the Seahawks lost as well. So it just like everything just sucked. Everything yes. just rolled the right way. Everything. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. I had the exact opposite experience this weekend. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. Um, 49ers clinched the number one seed this weekend. We'll talk about in a second. I, uh, I, I slept, I, you're going to hate me when I tell you this, but I slept 10 and a half hours solid, uh, go from new year's and I stayed up past midnight. That's how long I got to sleep in. Um, almost made it to noon. It had been, I can't tell you cause I, you know, my, I got kids that are 10 and seven. I don't, I don't think it, I don't know if I'd slept past 11 o'clock in the last decade. I don't think I've done it. There just wouldn't have been an occasion. Unless I was coming off a jet lag thing. A little different. Oh, I did Benadryl myself one time coming back from a missions trip. That was pretty bad, though. I woke <laughs> up at like 2 p.m. and didn't know where I was. <laughs> I didn't realize that you weren't supposed to take as much as I took. And it was really bad. And I drove while I had it in me. I Benadryl I was know. an allergy thing. Uh, it, it also puts you... It's oh. drowsy. Yeah, it's, I got yeah, the makes Benadryl. makes you drowsy. Yep. Oh, I've never taken it, so I have no idea, but that's crazy. I drove a car 45 minutes after I took it for about 25 minutes, and that was a mistake. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know now. But anyway, let's get into some football. That's why Grant's dead. Um, the end of the Detroit-Dallas game. If you missed this, um, I was doing something. Oh, I, I was at my friend's house celebrating his birthday while this game was going. You guys are texting about this the whole time I looked down at my phone I've got 20 something text messages about the end of that game it was a nightmare uh like I don't understand the are we shocked because it's a ref issue let's make sure we mention that yes uh it's 100% a ref screwing up his job and hosing uh the lions out of a win and hosing my pick'em specifically well, yes. That's, like that's why I wasn't Thank as you upset guys. as because also yeah, I'm not a fan yeah. of either of these teams. I was like, hey, at least my pick them happened. <laughs> I <know>. <laughs> like I hit there. I you you were looking real good till till that uh that old white decided to ignore the people in front of him. Um because he legit, like Taylor Decker, you can see plainly in the video, walks up to a ref, reports himself as eligible. Okay, like just looks him dead in the eye. Well, he was trying to, and the ref is not paying attention. But he jogs nods. away from him. But but he nods. Yeah. He, he makes you some see sort of his visible nod, but he's kind of like got his face he's to like the side. Away. Yeah. He's like, yeah. OK, it's cool, like, guys. It's like, it's, like try, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's like when you try to not make eye contact with somebody that, you know, at the grocery store, but like you can't really avoid it. So you're just like, hey, <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah, so yeah, on, yeah, like, yeah I sure. I got to get over here real quick. Somebody's calling me. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent what it is. But nonetheless, do your job, bro. You hose the lions out of a win. And a potential shot at the number one seed. The 49ers yeah, have, don't have to play football this next week if they don't want to because you hosed uh, the, the Lions so bad in this. I It was really ugly. It was, it was, it was a terrible call. But one thing we do want to point out that we talked about, at, after your third time and you being backed up, yeah. that 100% Dan Campbell, I don't know what, I, I know he was frustrated. Kick, I, know, I know tempers were high. But dude, tie the game. Yeah. Like if it's your third your third opportunity, don't try and run the play again. Even if it was a different play, tie it. Send it to overtime. Play for overtime. There's like, only so much you can ask of Ben Johnson. I mean, come on. Yeah, I I I understand there. the mentality. Like we're in there to win. Like I watched his like you know, press conference after he's like, you know, we were we were there to win the game. That's what we wanted to do. I understand that, but when it's your it's your third shot, it's almost like 
someone someone is parting the clouds for you, being like, hey man, yeah, dude, you know, kick kick the PAT. Because if you really do trust Ben Johnson that much, trust him in overtime. Yeah, you know, like Goff is a dude at the end of games has proved mm-hmm. that many many times. You've got a beast of an offense that is so hard to stop, which the Cowboys, to their credit, did a great job against most of that game. Uh, but like, I think I, I totally agree. Like, we absolutely should be watching that game in overtime, and hopefully Goff gets a shot at the end zone, you know, one more time, or at least they can get a kick through, whatever. I know their kicking game isn't awesome, and it has been suspect a lot of the game, a lot of the season with injuries and whatnot. But like, yeah, totally, I do, I do get it. yeah. But like, I, I do agree. The the Lions got screwed out there, but also ultimately this does fall. I think it ultimately falls on Dan Campbell because he didn't. Just all right. Let's just kick the PAT. Let's play for overtime. I think I think that's a huge error on his coaching decision. A, a huge. I think it's sixty forty. I think it's sixty the ref. It's forty on him. I, I, I really do. I think how you respond matters, but also the fact is that he would have had to respond to something more egregious. So he's not, you know, clean here because again, like when they're at the seven yard line, I'm like, okay, well, that yeah, that sucks, and you guys got hosed, but at some point. You just have you to adapt and be like, okay, well, yeah, that That's sucks. Football, we man. lost, we lost our chance, but we're on to the next thing. And it was like you just got because then that's because then that's not the defining factor of that game. Now, if they go in the overtime and they lose, yeah, but give your team a chance. And yeah. I don't feel like he did that with that play because, like, at that point, I'm like, man, seven yard line, like, you're, yeah, I just didn't think that that was gonna happen, and it, it, they they didn't pull through. Well, I think the the. Everybody's talking about momentum when it comes to these two-point conversions at the end of games. It's like, hey, we just scored. Our offense is clicking. They're well, they tired. On the field, they, yeah, like, it was an impressive. Long totally run. agree. But at that point, when they decided to go for it the last time and failed, uh, which was an incomplete pass right at the goal line, by the way, um, you know when they when they failed on that, dude, they everybody had been sitting for five minutes. Like those right. guys had all caught their breath. There's fresh legs on the line. You're backed up a little farther from the end zone than you should be. Uh, because of, uh, because of that penalty, so like, um, yeah, what are you doing? And and I agree. That's where I say the forty percent comes on Campbell in that specific try. Sixty percent shouldn't happen because they freaking got it and mm-hmm. should have been credited for that. I, I this is again, you know, we've been we're very pro on this show. Review everything, especially especially the end of the game. And common sense shows in the video Taylor Decker doing his job and reporting himself eligible and the ref acknowledging it. Everybody in the world saw that right in live and after the game on all the replay. Games are longer. I want the correct game. Amen. Because we got to live. These guys got to live with that for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Especially like I understand this isn't the most pivotal moment, but the Lions did have a shot at the one seed. That's a huge deal when you get the extra bye week. But I, I just think of moments where like 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 Tony Romo and Des Bryant, that whole catch thing, like yeah. that that was a defining moment. Absolutely. Because it took something potentially away from Tony Romo and Des Bryant. Also like, changed the rule book, but yeah. Changed the rule book, but I just think of like that absolutely like changed potentially how we look at Tony Romo's career. Because who knows? Maybe they could have gotten fair. went all the way. Like all this is I want correct football. I don't care how long it is. I don't care that it, it screeches to a halt at the end there. Because already you're screeching it to a halt because all the time in the last two minutes. You're throwing the flag at every play anyway, yep. refs. Yeah, like, and, and mother of God, college football played a four-hour game last night, and everybody watched it. So 
I'm I just saying, like, who cares if it goes three hours and 20 minutes? Like, like, let's get it done right. something like baseball where you're trying to fix a sport so it's a more popular sport. Uh, like, the yep. NFL is the most popular. It's the king of, of, of sports in America. No one's going to care if it's an extra 30 minutes if and, you get it right. And, and if you're listening to this show and you don't think the NFL is king for some reason, which is stupid because it's you're all we ever talk about. Facts. Um, you're arguing with facts. Yeah, so. you, wanna, you should look at those numbers from Christmas football and basketball. 24 million viewer average for NFL games, 2.7 for NBA. Um, just saying. Uh, and if you want to compare that to baseball, baseball hasn't hit that number in a World Series game in literally like seven years. Hasn't hit a 24 million number. So you can be quiet about all that. Um, but genuinely, like, just bummed out be- for how that ended. Do love the drama. I, 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 the drama's gives good TV. Gives us content to talk about. Yeah, sure. Gives us something to talk about. But I uh, felt bad for Detroit um, as we are all like secondhand fans of the Detroit Lions and what they're doing. Uh, and uh, Mr. Dan Campbell, Can especially. I just say, how dumb is it that the players can't criticize it? It's so stupid. I like, think they all should. And they I should have every right it. to criticize what's going on. Owners should be like, criticize as much as you want. We'll pay your fines. Absolutely. Yeah. Like literally, especially after that one. Dan Campbell should go up there and just barbecue refs and be Absolutely. able to say whatever he wants. And, the, yeah, and that's then, then, then the Ford family just pay pay whatever that yeah. is. Hundred percent. I'm pretty sure honestly, they got a few bucks in the bank. Honestly, to me, if you get players who just and, and coaches who start flaming like that at yep. that level, there will be change. Yeah, a hundred percent. If you I, just start going nuts on the refs like that, there will hundred percent be change. And if you see, and and I, I totally agree. And I and if you do see. Um, other shows and content that's come out since uh, Saturday, since Sunday, even because uh, there was still it was the talk of the weekend. Um, the everybody will say the, the same thing that is in the NFL world and and in the know, if you will. They're all saying, "Look, these changes are coming. They are being done. The right questions are being asked. It's just that the NFL." move slow because they look at things as the league year. Once the league year is concluded and they're on to new business, it's literally their first priority. They're making the notes. They're making the changes. They're trying to do different stuff. The one thing I will say about that, though, is that same crew just got scheduled for the Steelers-Ravens game is going to be on national TV this week. Well, they got, That's they got, stupid. They got demoted out of playoffs. Supposedly. Yeah, which is good. good. Supposedly, yeah. yeah they, but, they're now, not but now going. they get probably the best game of the week. Well, I mean, I, I don't think so. There's one game where you talk about sure. towards the end that but, that uh, but there's a lot of the one in Indianapolis. Here. I think is the big game. But yeah, but and, but that being said, but it's a national televised game. Everyone's going to see it. Yeah, and they're going to screw up because this is the same crew that screwed up so many other times throughout the season. Right. It's a complete joke. So I, I make that comment and say everybody says they're doing the right thing. Everybody says they're asking all the right questions, but then they do this, and I'm like, hey. Shouldn't we put them on, I don't know, whoever the Titans are playing this week or, you know, whatever, like the, whatever stupid nothing that yeah. doesn't matter. Uh, shouldn't we whoever have the them? Patriots are playing? Yeah. Anybody. Oh, Patriots, Jets. There you go. Yeah, there. that that should be the game they have. Uh, it's going to not be they on TV to anywhere watch, to watch uh, Bill Belichick offense. Football. I, think the, uh, <laughs> I think the Titans game actually has consequences. Does it? Oh, whatever. Oh, they're playing the Jaguars. Yeah. So I think. It oh, does. that's fair. Okay. But I okay, let's go with that. Jets, I, I like that. Yeah, uh, let's go, Pat. Pat's Jets. Um, but lit, legit, like uh, it was just a bummer that it happened the way it did. Want to move on to other things? I uh, mentioned that San Francisco clinches the one seed. Um, it wasn't because of the Detroit Dallas game though that did help uh, things for the Forty ers Somehow, 
The Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. I don't understand. I do not it's understand. Good. I know why. It's if, because the Cardinals got that fire in their gut. No, they, I, I because think they it has the to bus. do... Because some, some people drove in, that's why. With yeah. the worst offensive coordinating that I have seen in a fat minute to try and control the clock at the end of the game, uh, Eagles on first and 10 run the ball with Hurts. Then they get a holding penalty, go second and 20. Uh, or Sorry, a holding penalty and an incomplete pass. Um, go second and 20. They do another design run with Hurts. Gets it down. Uh, to third and 15, and then uh, they throw a wide receiver screen that gets blown up and ends up fourth and like uh, 12 or something like that. Have to kick a long field goal. Uh, and instead of like getting a first down, which is what they needed to kill clock, um, or even trying, like letting Hertz throw the ball at all, they just kind of melt off about two minutes, uh, give the Cardinals over three minutes to get down the field. Cardinals score with 30 seconds left on a James Conner run and put them up for good, uh, 35-31. Just horrible play selection. Like, I totally get that you want to run out clock, okay? But when you're over f- uh, four, you're like 445 on second and 20, uh, you might want to throw a for sure over the middle. You know, flood right. Like, do something just to give, uh, give AJ... Uh, at that point, give Devonta, who ended up going out on that wide receiver screen with a sprained ankle, uh, by the way, uh, not going to play this next week, uh, hoping to be back for the divisional round. Um, but, like, give one of your guys a shot. Goddard over the middle, you know, Swifty, whatever. But just stupid play calling uh, that allowed the Cardinals to get that much time to go down the field. Tyler Murray not exactly known for his last-minute drives. Some heave-hoes, absolutely. Uh you know, I know the throw to, be to, D-hop, well, to be honest, they've like, been in a lot of games to like, yeah, that's Kyler Murray game winning. Sure. But I, I, I mean, that's fair, but like not exactly known for it. Um, was really surprised at how much time, uh, Philly gave the cards to go down the field and score. I wasn't sad about it all as a 49er fan, but dang, Philly now has lost four out of five. They have given up 42, 33, 20, and 35 in those games. Matt Patricia, ladies and gentlemen. One of the worst defenses in the league against the pass. Um, not so much against the run. They're, they've done pretty well, though. James Conner seemingly had his way on a couple of drives uh, against them. Obviously getting the nail in the coffin, too. Uh, their likely opponents are going to be the Bucks or the Saints. That's the highest percentage chance. We'll go through some scenario things in a bit. but. Uh, I don't know, guys. Like, if you can lose to the Cardinals, I I don't know. Could you beat the Bucks right now? I mean, the Saints just did. The Saints, I don't understand that one at all. We, we can talk about that in a moment. But I, I don't know if they beat the Bucks or the Saints, um, especially if they're traveling. Yeah, I mean. And they would I, be traveling. I think they could beat. I would feel better about them could, like, beating yes. the Saints. Uh, I don't know if could they hang with the Bucks. I don't even know. Like the Bucks defense is obviously uh, better right now than that Philadelphia defense is. So yep. at, at that point, it becomes the the math problem. And I just like the Eagles just haven't looked good enough offensively to overcome how bad they've been defensively. Um, the Saints, I feel like they would still be fine 
Uh, yeah, I you I also do just don't that. really have great coaching over there in New Orleans, as we've talked about quite a bit on this podcast. But. Well, and just the, the Saints' ceiling is so low. Like the yeah. the 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 Eagles at least have a, an incredibly high ce- ceiling. Like yeah, they went the, to the Super Bowl with roughly the same exact team. They they Their might ceiling be, is high. Well, and if, and because they're now forced to play um, on the likely on the road here in the wild card round. Well, not likely. I think that's it. Um, in the wild card round, they. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, uh, and they'd be doing that without Devonta. Like I said, there's a good chance. Yeah. That's a, it's a full on ankle sprain. I know he'll try and be go, but like, what are you getting? Sixty five, seventy five. You know, I don't know. If I mean, sixty five percent of him is is better than a lot than maybe your your third or fourth string. But yeah, I don't. I I literally can't name the end the, the like the last couple of receivers on that squad. Like I can't. Um, but I just think that's a lot to put on your team. Um, you know, especially, I mean, if you, if you ended up going against New Orleans, they got real good corners over there, man. Like that's one thing they do have. Um, so I, I don't know. I think the Eagles have really put themselves in a bad spot. Like I said, four out of five and given up 30 plus in three out of those four losses. And, that's and right freaking now too, awful. like if we're being honest, really the only thing that the Eagles do particularly well, um, and actually just really dominate with is the tush push. But outside of that, there's, there's not like a single thing that I can really look at that team and be like, wow, like, yeah, their defense sucks or, you know, this and that. But, you know, that run game has been pretty good. It's like, well, it's I mean, kind of just like the tush push. Well, and they do stop O-line. the run pretty well. Their yeah. O-line. Their O-line's very good. It's it's top three. But, they, but that's it, not really contributing to anything other than the tush push that, right now that, like when you fair. watch yeah. that team. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah, Hertz, Hertz is not. You know, he's not going to dice you up as a thrower. Um, you know, does he's not anywhere near top tier in yards. I think he's uh, around 20th. Um, but, like, yeah, I I just don't see anything super awesome with them. And it's just so weird to see them fall off that much. Um, and it just speaks to what losing your offensive coordinator does. Yeah. Um, you know, which we've seen the same I thing wonder, with the Chiefs. What do you think is, has um, been the worst loss for them? Their offensive coordinator or their defensive coordinator? Offensive. Probably their offensive I, coordinator. I think. I also do yeah. think that Jalen Hurts is still not 100%. Mm. Yeah. That so. might be fair. I mean, bro, I'm just saying, though, they did run him on design runs like five times in that game. Is yeah. it his shoulder? Like, is, I, are we talking throwing I mean, shoulder? He had, the knee, he had the knee thing earlier right? in the season. Like, I just don't think they've done him a service by having him be what I think is probably not a hundred percent and then continuing to call plays like that. Yeah. And it just yeah. feels like, Hey, we need to either get this guy some rest sometime soon, which obviously early in the season, you're kind of scaling out your, your weeks and you're like, okay, well at this rate, we're probably going to get the first seed before they collapse. So they can kind of yeah. maybe buy some extra time. It's, it's worth running these plays now to get the one seed. But when you're in the rut oh, that you're yeah. in and you're putting more miles on a guy that doesn't look to be a hundred percent, and then your defense is allowing people to do basically whatever. So then you got to keep running these guys even harder. It just doesn't bode well for whatever's going on in the playoffs with them. I was personally a little disappointed that they lost because I was kind of hoping that the Rams would somehow line up with the matchup with the Eagles because I would love that. That would yeah, be amazing. I think, every, for me. I think everybody would love the I, Eagles first. first yep, week the I'd love to play Eagles. <laughs> like, yeah, seriously. Exactly. Wouldn't be sad about it at all. Exactly. So that's it, which is crazy because for the first several weeks of this, like I was going back looking at titles of the episodes. It's like talking about how dominant the Eagles are. The Eagles just keep winning. It's not 
it's not pretty, but they keep doing games, it. Keep yeah, they're they're pulling clutch. it out when they need to, and it's just a complete 180. Um, mm-hmm. At the worst time of the year, we always talk about it's less about like what your record is, and it's where you stand at that time in the year. Uh, and right now, they are looking like probably. Uh, especially if the team was with expectations, probably like the least intimidating in the NFC right now. Yeah. That's I mean, you can even make an argument the 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 entire playoffs. Because I, I mean, like almost all the AFC teams are are a tier above all the NFC teams. I mean, and really, honestly, the NFC like, team that doesn't do it for me would be like if the Saints snuck in. I'd be like, okay, well, I would probably take yeah. the or, or the, the or the Packers. But even the Packers. yeah, yeah. Well, I, well I mean, at least the Packers can play offense. Yeah, the, the I mean, Packers. Like, they, they, they can, can play. play off, they can play off. I mean, st- I, I still go with. I would still bank on 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 the ceiling of the Eagles over over. I would the Packers. Just I think Lafleur might be a better coach than Sirianni is. Ooh, we're hot taking right now. I didn't before, know we were doing like, that. Dude, dude we'll Sirianni's had Sirianni's had a bad month, but also I mean, a lot of the, if we're talking about one bad that, month, and we're gonna take and we're gonna say that. Hey, okay, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm. This is the weirdest the thing. Regular seasons st- have been great, and if we're thinking that the Packers can probably do things better than the Eagles right now, and you have that much talent, and you're Bro, coaching that Sirianni, team, Sirianni went to a Super Bowl like not even. A year ago, with an yeah. amazing coordinator, and now he doesn't have that coordinator and a bad defensive coordinator, and they look terrible. I mean, to be fair, it did take Sirianni a little time to build that up, and then he lost his coordinators. Uh, I mean, and he lost both. So, like, let's let you know. Okay, let, let's consider. Hasn't even been and he hasn't even been to a Super Bowl. He keeps I, choking it out in the NFC. I mean, he he just has to keep playing the Forty ers in the playoffs, and that poor guy just gets demolished. Um, I don't think Lafleur is like the best coach or anything, but I think eh, I I think I, it's I mean I don't think they're like very far apart because I, I don't think Sirianni is like one of the best coaches in the league right now. Uh, you know what? You don't. I I, I want to give credit to your thought, which I, I mean it, it's obvious hot take syndrome here because of the four out of five losses for the Eagles. But yeah. um, want to give credit to that. You know what? You don't hear a whole lot of is Lafleur mismanaging any games and the end of games and. Um, you do not hear that a ton. You don't see him screwing up clock. Um, Jordan Love's made a couple of mistakes at the end of games. Uh, interception, bad clock management, that kind of thing. Uh, himself, like not getting to line on time, being able to call the extra play, that kind of thing. But you don't see that in Lafleur. So I would say under stress does seem like a really good coach, and you don't hear anybody calling into question his decision making when it comes to end of game scenarios and how he handles him himself or his team in that regard. But um, I do want to talk about what got us to the uh, Philly conversation and or really accentuated that and how it solidified a bit more of the NFC. Um, the Seahawks did fall to the Steelers uh, on Sunday, 30 to 23. Uh, their defense does not look very good. I'll say that on behalf of Grant. Um, Seahawks no longer controlling their destiny. Clint Hurt is terrible. Uh, <laughs> and I wish him nothing but pain and misery. I remember we had this conversation about, uh, was it Ken Norton? Ken, okay, here's the thing. Yeah, Ken Norton sucked, but like Ken Norton the was the definition of mid. Like he was mid. Clint Hurt is just bad. Yeah, it's not been good. Like, like I would much you got a lot of have... talent on that defense that you're not Dude, utilizing. I, Ken Norton could make this defense be like the 16th or 17th. <laughs> Usually, if you know sure. your coordinators, or if you know a coordinator's name, for the most part, like especially as a casual fan, it's either for very good reasons or very yeah. bad reasons. 
Yeah, Clinton's terrible. So when Shane Walton should go too. you say a name that I don't know because I don't follow Seahawks coordinators like that, yep. I'm like, okay, he's not saying that because this is a name I need to know. No. Well, if you, <laughs> or, yeah. I, for the right reasons, you know. Yeah, with peace and love, Clint Hurt, get out of Seattle. Uh, I, peace ugh. and love. Peace and love. Peace and love. Get I've out. got your bags packed for you. Uh, yeah. But because of that, the Seahawks no longer control their own destiny. They need the Packers to lose to the Bears this week. Uh, and then they themselves have to beat the Cardinals, which I personally believe the Seahawks will. Um, even though the, the Cardinals have been playing tough, everybody's been yeah. getting played tough. Even, They've even without, some wins we haven't even expected. Without Kyler Murray for most of the season, they were playing tough. I mean, yeah, they, they were, there have been some blowouts here and there and some mismatches, but uh, they've been playing tough. Uh, the Rams, because of that, surprisingly clinched a uh, playoff spot a week early. I don't think I knew that it was a possibility, Jameson, but I don't think that there that we were all like, oh, that's going to happen. None yeah. of us were sitting here last week going, well, the Rams are definitely in uh, this week. Um, I know that that obviously probably made your weekend. Oh, Ram- th- this was a, a year where I expected the Rams to have like a ceiling of five wins. And I think most people would have agreed to that. I believe you gave them seven. Maybe maybe the ceiling. But I was like, yeah. this this one to me was like, this looks like a five win. Maybe if we stay healthy, seven, because, you know, Stafford and Cup at the time is really all we thought we had. Um, you know, Puka Nakua comes along. Kyron Williams comes hey. along. Sean McVay's coaching kind of wow. steps it up a notch. And so to have that and then to be clinched before week 18 all things considered especially with after how the season started and kind of was just like yeah this is definitely not the year let's go uh let's go tank for a you know somebody um i i'm shocked like i didn't expect that to happen uh i was i was at this point just waiting for the week 18 really hoping that the niners would have nothing to fight for and that was my i need that to happen so now it takes a little bit of stress off me and i feel a little bit better going into whoever we play in round one well this and what's interesting is uh, in the scenarios here, I believe basically there's nowhere for either of these two teams to go. So I think you have the six. I think we have the one and there's nowhere to go. Uh, you can't achieve the five because of head to head. And you can't. Uh, I don't believe you can fall to the seven because of head to head on the other side. Um, so well, they, 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 that team would just get in with the worst record. Right. By- so there's really nothing to lose here. We're we're basically just looking at a advantage or disadvantage when it comes to uh, the draft. I guess <laughs> that's really all it is, um, and it's slight at best. So it'll be interesting to see how the coaches play this one, uh, especially with the Rams having to play the next week. Uh, those look like about half or more of the 49ers starters are going to be playing. Kyle Shanahan has not determined, but uh, CMC looks to be out. From what I saw, CMC is definitely out calf strain um for sure um they're they're like hey we're just gonna let him rest this week and then we're gonna get him out there on the off week and let him start going um i do think if he if lamar hadn't popped off for mvp and cmc was like still in the conversation yeah that might be one where they would start him that game and see how hot he gets and then maybe eh, maybe but maybe we'll I, I think that would be his call though like yeah, do you want to no, try yeah, for it, would, it, it or be not he's call he it, it, that's 100 but yeah. He didn't score this week. Lamar had five. So uh, <laughs> I think I think the conversation's over. But uh, no, just looking at that, you know, and we'll get into more playoff scenario stuff here. The Rams did grab that sixth spot. Um, so again, Seahawks uh, need to win against the Cardinals. Packers need to lose for the Seahawks to get in. 
Packers control their own destiny. Uh, that's basically what happened uh, with the win for the Packers this week, the loss for uh, the Seahawks. Um, that'll be interesting. The Tampa, in a surprise, uh, got worked by the Saints 23-13. to That one I was really surprised at. I think we all would have easily picked Tampa in this game as hot if they have been. Um, oh, Rams, if the Rams do lose and Green Bay wins, the Rams can drop to seven. My bad on that. I, I thought okay. it was, I forgot the that the Packers can grab that spot. Uh, the Seahawks cannot. Um, so, I, but again, Tampa uh, lost that game by 10 is was the outcome. But truth is, uh, Saints held them scoreless till the fourth quarter. Uh, Saints had that one on lock. Uh, it was really just garbage time uh, type of scoring there uh, in the fourth. It even made that look like a halfway decent game. So Tampa taking a little uh, step back after that offense has been exploding. We've been talking about Baker every single week. Um, he was averaging over 250 yards per contest and doing a heck of a job uh, going into this one. So that was that was a little bit of the shocker. Um, Tampa just needs to win, though, this week uh, to stay in. They lose uh, somehow, uh, and they are out. Um, Saints got to win and get a Tampa loss to overtake. Uh, I mentioned earlier the Chiefs secured the AFC West. That is eight years in a row that the Chiefs got it. Crazy, like literally crazy to think about. If they win this week, they'll be 11-6, and six, uh, by the way. Not exactly looking awful. Um, but uh, I, think we all, uh, I think we all had them around 12 wins, um, you know, 12-11. But they're going to be a not great 11-6 and six team if they pull this one off this week. We'll see what happens. Doesn't look like Mahomes is going to play a lot. They don't have anything really to play for. They're locked in at that four seed. Um, so as we approach the looking into the playoff picture, uh, I want to invite our buddy Mike in here in just a second. Uh, we're going to start diving into uh, our favorite New York Times article uh, and uh, kind of looking at some playoff percentages and then uh, look at scenarios. So, Hey, Mike, how you doing, man? Oh, not too bad. Not too bad at all. Enjoying some football lately, that's for sure. Did you stay up until midnight this week? <laughs> Me? Yeah. I think I was up until one. Okay. Yeah, right. I, had some, I had some friends over. We were playing board games. Let the Put the little guy down first, and our older two would let stay up. So Nice. Well, I definitely shot off some fireworks and scared uh, the little kid neighbors down the street. My kids were out of town, so nice. I had good fun with that. Um, I know you've, uh, you've listened in as we were, uh, kind of winding down that conversation, uh, you know, here at the top of the show, but we've got some nuts and bolts and a lot of moving parts. Uh, I'll shift the conversation because we spent a lot of our time talking about the NFC and let's start with the AFC. I will come back over to the NFC side, uh, if we really need to, but, um, AFC has a lot of things that could happen. A lot of fun, a lot of like, fun this weekend. Like there, there are so there's several games that determine major shifts uh, in in what could happen here, uh, and it's because of all that eight and seven stuff in particular, and yeah. then uh, the Bills Dolphins game. Uh, uh, it basically determines uh, division winner and and seeding there. I think are they are is it the two seed that's at stake? Yeah. So let's just run through this real quick so everybody understands yeah. you know where we're at. So the Ravens have locked in the one. The Dolphins have made the playoffs guaranteed. The Chiefs have made the playoffs and are locked in at three. The Browns have locked themselves in at five. They can't move, right? 
So that's that's everybody that's uh, stable. The Dolphins can still drop out of two, but they're in the playoffs. Okay. After that comes the Jaguars at fourth seed, which can still fall out of the playoffs altogether. Um, the Bills, who can swap with Dolphins because they're playing this week. So whoever wins that game gets the uh, gets the two seed. Okay. Whoever loses have, is going to go five. Whoever loses, it will drop right back down to that sixth spot because the, the Browns can't move. Okay. The Browns are locked. Done. Okay. <clears throat> locked in. And then uh, now the Bills can also still fall out of the playoffs if they lose as well. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> they they, they have a, two where they could be yeah. out. Yep. They, they could be out. out. If, if yeah, Pitt wins and they lose, they're out. That's um, insane. It's two seed or nothing, which yeah. is crazy. I, well, Steelers could lose to Baltimore, and well, the Bills would be okay. Yeah, but um, there, there's some crazy math in there as well. That if the Bills lose and the Steelers lose, but Denver wins, the Bills are in. As long as the Colts and Texans don't tie, there, there's so many crazy things out there right now. <laughs> it's insane, and That's, and yeah. and that comes down to for everybody listening, that comes down to strength of schedule. So Denver winning would give Bills because they beat Denver like a higher strength of schedule than the Steelers who didn't play Denver. Like just it, it's it gets into like fractionals and maths and it's it's crazy. <clears throat> okay, but the so while the Bills can get booted, the Dolphins can't. They're in no the matter. The Dolphins what. can't. They're in no matter what. Okay, but well, they that, want that number two seed. So they're kind of in the absolutely. same place as the Cowboys. Um, if the Cowboys lose, there's a chance that they're you know, swap with the Eagles. If the Dolphins lose, they kind of just swap yeah. with the Bills. The Cowboys cannot afford a road game, though. Just no, they can't out there. Well, neither can the Dolphins. Yeah, that's um, true. They're both terrible on the road. But so in the seventh seed, we have the Colts, and then they're playing the Texans, who's number eight. And the winner of that game, as long as it doesn't end in a tie, the winner of that game is in. Okay. I love it. This is now, fantastic. This is fantastic because... This is where we put the flyer in of the Jaguars. Now, if the Jaguars lose to Carolina, should not happen. But if they do, there's a there's a scenario where the Jaguars are out, the Colts or Texans, whoever wins is in, and the Steelers can still get in if the Bills lose as well. Or it's yeah, it <laughs> man, it is so fantastic. It is <laughs> The maths are going to math on Sunday. Oh my it, god! It is so fantastic. I, I can't even. I get all giddy thinking about it. Um, now for the most part, most of these weird scenarios, like Jaguars falling out, and I mean, there's a scenario where the Colts and Texans make it in if they tie. Um, it it all relies on ties, which are super rare. So if we just stick to win losses, um, it's very unlikely the Steelers are in. Hmm. I think so, it's like 20, 29% or 12% or something like that. It's 20, um, uh, 28 according to the, the New York Times. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Times won't come up on my computer here at home for some reason. Don't know why. Oh, that's fun. So I'm looking, I'm working off of NFL.com here real quick. But that's, that's kind of the AFC in the nutshell is you've got teams that are kind of win and in or lose and very good chance you're out. Like the yeah. Colts Texans guaranteed whoever wins that game is in, whoever loses that game is out. It's right. in Indianapolis, I believe. Yeah. And so they have a higher percentage because it's at home and they're both very similar teams. I, I believe that'll be in our pick of my hope. It is. Absolutely. And then you've got 
Bills and the Dolphins, who also are, if the Bills win, number two seed, they lose, and the Pittsburgh Steelers win, they are completely out. If the Bills lose and the Pittsburgh Steelers lose, then they can still be in. And that's that's kind of the nutshell of how that's as, all going to work. As the six. They would stay as the six in that game. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> that's so freaking awesome. Uh, it makes me happy. Uh, well, they, on the NFC side, as we, we kind of already went through, um, basically the maths are the Packers. I'll just start with the Packers because they're currently the seven. The yep. Packers win. They're in. That's it. Seahawks are out. Yes. So Packers lose. Seahawks win. Seahawks are in. Just like last year. Yep. And so the but the Seahawks need the help of the Bears to get in. Hey, uh, and the Bears are playing good. Out. And I they guarantee are. you that fan base and that team would love to knock love these it. Packers out of the out of the playoffs again. I know Detroit did it to the Packers last year. I was going to say, that would be, yeah. that'd be two but... NF- NFC North teams t- <laughs> keeping the Packers out of the playoffs. That is a funny storyline. I mean, it really is. <laughs> it, it would if, be fantastic. But if both teams lose, it's Packers in. Yeah. both pa- Sorry, Packers and Seahawks. Uh, both teams lose. Then yes. Packers in. Rams are locked are almost locked at the six. But as you as, as we mentioned earlier, there is the scenario of uh, Rams lose, Packers win, Packers take the six, Rams move down to the seven. And this is something I just thought of while you guys were talking, actually, is you have the Cowboys in the two. If they sit their people and lose to the, the commanders, which they have some hurt offensive linemen, and that might be a thing. And they say the Cowboys lose to the commanders, who always play the Cowboys well, no matter how bad they are. And the Eagles win. That means the Eagles jump back to two. And as the Rams, would you not rather play the Eagles right now than the Cowboys? Yes. We were just 100%. discussing that. So you would uh, actually want to lose to the Niners and hope the Green Bay Packers win so that you're the seven going against the Eagles. <laughs> I, like, I mean, it all, not it all plays it, out. But you got to watch the TV. You've got to listen. I, I was I was listening to uh, uh, Sherm today talking and uh, Richard Sherman. <laughs> sorry. And he was talking about these scenarios like as players, you do listen to this stuff, you know, during the playoff time come like you do know that if we lose, we're actually getting the easier matchup. Like, like that, that does, he's all like, now you play to win. But at some point during the game, it creeps into your mind. Be all like, if I don't make this play, it's not a big deal. You know, like you can't help it. It's like human nature, right? Seriously. So, okay. But Jameson, you're going to lose your mind to break your TV. If Stafford is taking a knee. On the game-winning drive, just so you guys end up with the Eagles instead of, right? Like, you're going to lose your crap on that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because you'd you'd rather go to Philly. You'd rather go to Philly than than go to uh, Dallas. Yes. Okay. Right now, yes. The way the teams are playing? It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. It's fair, but dear God, the NFL world would well, blow but, up. But this podcast is going to be real interesting next but, week. We see the, something like that, that happen. But the, the Cowboys is—I mean, it's proven it's a terrible place to play to play at. It's not it's fun. Hard. Like, like it's in hard. Philly, in Philly. I mean, again, they've they've shown they're beatable. Like, I, I I'm with Jameson. Like, dude, I'd much rather play the Eagles than I would. The Cowboys. Now it'd be one uh, thing to just be like straight up taking knees, but like you'd send out 
your all of your backup guys and basically don't tell them to not win the game but by what you're putting out there you know that it's not going to win the game yeah you yeah. know let's just get I some mean, guys some reps get some guys some rest that's how i look at it in that sure. scenario yeah. sure uh, well and, and the 49ers i mean you already talked about it McCaffrey going to be sitting out a little bit um and i think i everybody kind of saw that when he got pulled halfway through the game last week they said he could have i mean he said he probably could have played more if they needed him to but they didn't need him to anymore. Mm-hmm. And so like there, and, and it's still sore. So you just pull him, you let him rest. You're going to do that for a bunch you, of your team. If you've clinched, that's basically how it goes. It's like, yeah. how sore like, are you? Do you want to play like the first couple of drives? You know, <laughs> you know, cause you don't want to rust too much. Like that definitely is a thing. Um, especially well, for and, one seeds. It's like, we, do we want to rest these guys for two full weeks? And, and, and there's a bunch of players. The yeah. There's a bunch of ex players that are talking on, you know, the, other networks and whatnot and they're all telling you like we didn't you don't want to hear that you're not playing like that we're not doing using our starters and stuff because then in your head you don't practice like you should yeah so yeah. the yeah. niners are not and the ravens they're not going to announce that they're resting players they'll wait until the day of so that the players are in their groove that they stay in that nfl football kind of mind and then when the day comes they're like hey you're only going to go out there for a couple series try and get a touchdown lead and get up the start you know things like that Get, get in that mentality and then uh and then we're just gonna go ahead and pull you if you know if we're up by 10 points or something like that might be a conversation day of but leading up to this week i, I doubt you're gonna hear that they're sitting anybody right up until like saturday well and and i think uh if you're in a one scenario so as a fan just sitting here now with with our team in there i it's it's a little bit of give take i'd like to see a see this approach like the preseason personally that's my fan opinion i uh, love to see the starters get out there get a little bit of pace um do some easy plays stuff that is not high risk you know um let let these um let like your debo and your ayuk and um and george get out there make a little contact break a sweat and then be like all right boys we're good uh who cares what happens in this game and move on uh, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. One of those, one of those scenarios where if you have a really good drive and you go right down the field and you get a touchdown, you're like, okay, we're, we, we've got it. We're not rusty. We're fine. Let's yeah. take a break. But if you struggle on that first drive, you're like, you know what? Let's get another one. Let's see if we can get into the rhythm, keep you guys fresh. Cause you, you don't want to have, you know, you don't want to have that on your palate for the next two weeks of just like, eh, we're okay. We're fine. We yeah. don't need to do anything hard. Yeah, but, but genuinely, Sam Darnold better be the quarterback for three quarters. That's where I'm at. <laughs> like, uh, Fred Warner Fred Warner can see a series or two. You know, Bosa can go and, and try and, and then get just play some fouls out there. And yeah. yeah, I got no problem with Bosa playing passing downs, you know, in the first quarter, like that kind of thing. Uh, but don't really want to see him out there, you know, on first and 10. <laughs> no desire yeah. to see him Put out there. Put out some Drake Jackson. Get out there with uh, some yep. Randy Gregory. Yeah, don't Let, worry about it. Let and some like, guys get some time. I don't, I don't want to leave, like, Stafford and those guys out there no. <laughs> against too many 49ers players for too, too long either. So Cooper Cup does well, not need to play, like, hardly at all. You need yeah. him. You, you, you know, and you might in that game, in the next. You week. might leave Puka in there to get some numbers for his, uh, uh, you know, rookie keep, offensive yes, rookie of the year numbers. Patton, the, uh, the well, rookie record. Well, yeah, uh, just chuck a couple balls early in that game. <laughs> Seriously, give him give him two launches. 
Like just CJ Stroud him... comes out and throws for 400 yards and leads that team to the playoffs. He I still know. has the opportunity to get that offensive rookie of the year it's, over Puka. And it's because so, of that. It's because of that, the opportunity. No, to get to the playoffs. I really mean that. Yeah, like numerically, exactly. I'm not saying that CJ isn't amazing. It hasn't done a phenomenal job, but Puka has been consistent all year long. Just coming off the best game that he'd had, uh, not this last Sunday, but the one before, uh, like that was his best game of the year. And then followed it up uh, with a solid effort this week. Like he has been awesome, consistently awesome. Um, you know, Top I know it doesn't receiver in the league by the numbers. Awesome. Yep. And, and and I know it doesn't matter for anything, but like a top 10 fantasy player, like going into next season, uh, there's no way he's not on the list between six and 10. Or top 10. Yeah, um, absolutely. But uh, he, he may be the second wide receiver after Tyreek next year. Uh, Tyreek's still number one, but uh, he may be the second one off the board. Jamar certainly won't be. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I still would take Puka um, in almost every scenario. But you're right. If CJ goes out and throws 403, I mean, like, crap. I might be. The yeah. Yeah. I mean, after it the, is, the it, that franchise is, you know, where they've been, there's a storyline that makes that palatable. Well, yeah. And, you know, as much as I love Puka, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Puka was the leader of our team this year and got us from what I thought would be, you know, five to seven wins to a playoff berth. It's like, no, like he was a big part of it, but it's still Stafford and obviously not a rookie head uh, coach alongside with you. It's Kyron Williams. But legitimately, I mean, I was going to say, there's another rookie on this team that should be, at least be part of the conversation. It's probably going to be third in voting because Kyron Williams is freaking awesome. Yeah, uh, dude, two more touchdowns so this week. Back. Thanks for the fantasy win. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but like genuinely, he was awesome. And if he would have been healthy and not missed that month, like he's probably yeah, the if guy. If he doesn't go to IR, uh, I haven't yep. looked at the rushing numbers really, but he is like was second. He's in second right now. I was now. gonna say I think last and he I missed saw him, a he was, month. I was gonna say he was around like third or fourth last time I had looked, but he's just been like it, obviously this Rams offense moves so much different when you have an actual running game. Uh, which to me, I think I said it before uh, on this podcast, but it's like the first time since Todd Gurley, really, um, that the Rams mm. have had a running back that I could feel really good about turning around and giving it to. So uh, just getting into uh, a couple of other things that I want to make sure that we hit today. And I'm so excited about this being a literal playoff week uh, for the NFL but uh, I kind of want to encapsulate a few things in our trivia segment uh, this week. We'll come back to talk more playoffs and uh, and go through our pick them and all that this week. But uh, I've got I've got four questions for you guys this week and want to get right to it. Um, so we'll start with stuff from this year and then we'll move on to some things that have to do with years past. And th- I think this is a great uh, segue. Uh, I just named one of them. I know you know the leader, um, but can you name all six players with a thousand yards rushing so far this season? I had to watch what Grant was googling to make sure he didn't <laughs> blow this for us. So, um, <laughs> yeah, but can you name all six players that have eclipsed a thousand yards rushing this year? Well, we know the first two: CMC, Cameron Williams. Yep. The has, other four. Has Lamar done it? Nope. No. I think he's at like <laughs> that was, seven, 700. I know Mostert. 
Mostert just eclipsed that this week. Yep. Um, If I'm remembering right, uh, Cook with the Bills. Cook has. You got two more. Grant guessed wrong, so he doesn't get to guess. Did, uh... You miss one, you're out. Did... uh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, go for it. Go for it. It's, it's got to be King. Yeah, I was it's got to be the King. Is it King Henry? In there? He had yes. a terrible year, but he still had to have yeah. a thousand. All right. right? Yeah. Yes, okay. Jameson's still in on the conversation. Okay, so yep. that's that's five of them, right? You're missing one. Okay, this is between me and Mike, and not you can't ding me for any of these, Matt. These are that's fine. These are sideboard conversations. Who runs uh, the ball the most? Uh, Chubb, if he had stayed in, say, but did Ford? No, because he split time at towards the end there. Um, I don't know. He had a couple really good games. I though. mean, Detroit runs the ball pretty well, but that's obviously a dual thing. So I don't know if either yeah. one of those two guys got there by themselves. Did, did I mean Swift was up there for a while? Did Swift get there in Philly? It might be Swift with uh, with Philadelphia. They run the ball a lot. That's going to be my guess. Then let's go. The it is Swift. You guys, nice. let's go. You got it. He just clipped it as well. He's at a thousand forty-nine. Jameson getting it right in there. Uh, Mostert just clipped it. So did Henry. They're at a thousand twelve and a thousand fourteen. Cook is at a thousand eighty-six. Williams is eleven forty-four, and Christian, of course, is all the way up there at fourteen fifty-nine. Uh, so those are the six. Now, uh, speaking, I'll go towards the catching of the ball. Uh, can you name the only, uh, and I'll say wide receiver or tight end, with less than 100 targets to clip 1,000 yards receiving? Has less. There's only Brandon one. Brandon Ayuk. You are wrong. Dang. I wouldn't have guessed that if I didn't know because of the volume of targets, but I watch all the 49er games, so I know that. Hmm. Now, what's the question? <laughs> <laughs> who has less than a hundred targets, but has more than a thousand yards receiving. Oh, targets. Okay. My fault. I thought that was receptions, which changes my mind. A less little. than a hundred targets, but more than a thousand yards receiving. I know DK. I just saw a stat that he does not get targeted. He's not in the top, whatever it targets. But he has a thousand yards. Yeah. I, I, the only hint I'll give is this person is at 20. 20. What is it? Uh, number 20 in terms of yards. That's how many people have clipped a thousand yards receiving this year. Not DK. He's like sixteen. That was uh, today. I want to say Mike Evans. Mm. Not Evans. It's not Evans. All right, James is out. Yeah, I was gonna say he's the one that got the ball like the most. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. Well, who's, All right, it's a it's Mike got, and Grant combo. It's got to be someone who's like underrated. Is it a rookie? You gotta give me that one. Deep, I'm not giving a, you anything. It's probably, I mean, to is have a thousand Nico? yards. Is it Nico Collins? Oh, that's where I was leaning. It is not. You are out. Oh. I was going to say, this All has right. to be a deep ball guy, obviously. This is, this yeah. is a Grant-only conversation. Have. Hey, you can't give him anything. Here, hold on. I'm just going to look at teams. I was I'm just reading off the, the, the uh, qualifier again. Less than 100 targets and over 1,000 yards. Yes. I just got to look at the team, so I just know I get the full Like, picture. you get names going in your head. I get yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's only looking at a list of teams. I'm, I'm staring uh, at his page. I do that, like, every time. Or else I yeah. would forget obvious people. Target. I'm trying to think of, like, some... Wait, he also said or tight end. 
Yeah, well, nah, anybody that can catch the ball. It's the stinking anybody. tight end. Th- oh, I, I'm going to shut up now. I'm done. I said whoever can catch the ball. Wait, you know, Mike? I, you just said it. I figured it out. Kittle didn't get to a thousand yards. It's Kittle. Mike cheated. Mike <laughs> cheated. I saw it. You do not get it. It is a hundred percent Kittle. Uh, that was garbage. Dude, that's where I was gonna go anyway because Mike went nuts. I was. I, yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Mike <laughs> cheated. You were silent when you were out, and the two of them were talking through the rushing just now. You were silent. I was eating. You were also silent. But I was eating. And you look up the answer and didn't give them nods. You did. You did a good job. I am complimenting you. Mike cheated. Not really, he dude. He sinned. No, no, no. The no. confessional is open. Cope. Um, he said, I got it. He no. said tight ends, and I was like, oh, that was I it. said it at the beginning. I said no, it at the beginning. Yeah. When Grant said tight ends, I couldn't help myself. I was like, no. George has George has 90 targets, only 65 catches, and has 1,020 yards to go with the sixth touchdown. All right. I do have one more that is related to the 49ers because they did something this last week. Speaking of that accomplishment. Um, that uh, only three other teams have done in the history of the NFL. 49ers will end the season with Purdy having over 4,000 passing yards. CMC, Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk all have over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Can you name the three other teams that have accomplished this feat? 4,000. I will not make you name the player or the, the year or the players involved. But just the three teams in the history of the NFL that have accomplished that. Can you say what one is of them feels like a greatest show on turf? Rams. That's what I four four thousand passing yards, 4, and then uh, four different players with, with a thousand scrimmage. scrimmage yards. Yeah, I gotta go. It's greatest show on turf. I uh, he said that first, so Jameson is out. Oh, what? It is not. I oh man. Uh, twenty thirteen Broncos maybe. I'm talking with my. I'm yep, I, I understand your dialoguing. I mean, that's the best offense statistically in the league, like in the NFL history. Oh, like that. Or play. I'm gonna say it's got to be a Peyton Manning team, right? With so, James here, and. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it, Mike. Harrison. I'm gonna, uh, okay. Yeah. Oh wait. Yeah. Okay. 2013 Broncos. No. What? We should have we should have talked and come up with four teams and then gave the answers instead of like getting two of them wrong and now Mike <laughs> has to try to come up with four of them. Yes, the clutch. Let's them go all. with the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis Colts is one of them. Do I have to say the name? Okay, I don't have to say it the is, year. It okay. is no, you do not have to say the year. It's oh. the, it was 2004. Uh. Pey- Peyton had 4500 plus passing yards. Edgar and James 1500 plus actually had Right at uh, just over two thousand uh, total yards. Just say I that. know one. I know one. Uh, the Warren Moon did it once with the uh, when they were the uh, Oilers, Oilers, Houston. Got it. Yeah. Got I it. I I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't even know. I the third one. I could I could guess somebody at some oh, point with so uh, Dan Marino. Paper. I'll guess the Dolphins with Dan Marino or, or just the Dolphins or something. I don't know. No. 2007 uh, New England real, Patriots. <laughs> that was that was my other guess. It was going to be Patriots. <laughs> not not bad. I well, I mean, realistically, wouldn't have been bad to guess. Um, uh, Aaron, uh, what's his face here? 
uh what man what year was that patriots um yeah 07 the gronk is that the gronk year i think gronk i think that's 11. Is it 07 oh 11 is gronk yeah, yeah i was 11. gonna say i thought that was so when you had both of them and then you had um yeah that was when they had their crazy passing attack mm-hmm. aaron hernandez uh, gronk yeah is killer out there. Yeah, you yeah. you you definitely had three receivers and go with a running back. I think, and actually, I think that was very close. Um, by the way, two other teams just finished shy of doing this this year. Uh, the Dolphins. Dolphins is one of them, and I just blanked on who the other one was. Lions, probably. Oh, the, yes, it's the Lions. It's the Lions. But the, yeah. Wait, but the season because and and it's because of uh, it's because of a rookie running back over in Miami and the rookie tight end. The rookie tight end. Yep. Wait, uh, I mean, if, if Jameer Gibbs over. wasn't uh, sharing so, carries too, so you could make. Ma- so I, I know Jameson hates it when I do this, but I, I am going off the the sixteen game feats for the historical purposes. Uh, those things could technically happen this next week. Actually, I think that Miami's gonna do it. Um, Detroit probably will not. It's over. I think it's still about two hundred yards. So for, like running back. Like yeah. For, okay. Yeah, for that that they would need. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to name who it was, the uh, the 04 uh, Indianapolis Colts. Again, Edgar and James, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Brandon Stokely. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. That was, yeah. And then the 1990 Houston Oilers with, that Mike got, uh, 4,700 passing yards from Warren Moon. Lorenzo White was the running back. Uh, Haywood Jeffries, uh, or Jeff, I forget it's Jeffers, my bad. Um, had a, a little over a thousand receiving yards. Drew Hill had a little over a thousand receiving yards, and then uh, Ernest Givens, uh, had one thousand forty-four total yards. And needed his sixty-five rushing yards to get there. Um, that team, and then the nineteen ninety-five Atlanta Falcons, led by Jeff George. Uh, who Good had old 40, Jeff George, wow, forty-one hundred passing yards. Craig Heward. I uh, had 1,433 total as the running back. Then Eric Metcalf, uh, 1,300. Burt Emanuel, a name I had not heard, to be really honest with you. Um, and then Terrence Mathis, who I knew of, uh, both had 1,039 receiving yards. Those are the three teams. So that one was pretty fun. Uh, I got one last one for you that has to do with this year. It'll segue into our next uh, segment here. Um, how many games have the Eagles won by double digits this year? Uh, I know it's not very many. I'm going to go. Okay, so they did get one guess. They beat the Rams by double digits, I think. They beat the Cowboys the first time by double digits. I'm per- Wait, no? No, because it came down to a final. They came down to like a final play, so that there's no way that would have been a double digits. Uh, there might literally only be a couple of times because they're basically well, like I would the Vikings think it's last two. year, where the Vikings like, played every one-score game to a coin flip, essentially. Yeah. Okay, I know they blew out the Buccaneers, and they've been talking about it this week already on some of the podcasts and stuff because it's a to, possible playoff yeah, we're, thing. We're, we're gonna have to trust Jameson on his Rams thing. Well, the thing about the Rams one is I'm pretty sure, but I can't <clears> remember <throat> if we did some garbage time thing and it was like eight. At like the end of the oh, game. Oh, at the end of know. the game. But that's one to put a pin in it because we definitely, it, it was not. Oh, they crushed the Dolphins. That's two. I know for sure, okay. two. I feel like it can't be more than that for this question. I feel like it's kind of like a, 
Well, and that's the thing is I remember like by around week seven or eight, when we were talking about how, like how good everybody's talking about how good the Eagles were. I brought up the point. I was like, these, this Eagles team is playing everybody too close. And then they're playing with fire. And I didn't think they were, I was like, there's something off with them. They're not playing well. And, and that was, I mean, they'd only, yeah. We were saying that when they were winning all of these games. Yeah, that's, this is what lost, I'm saying. Like week seven or eight, lost yeah. so many, so they obviously don't have any double digit wins in those losses. Right. I, I know of the Bucks and I know of the Dolphins. That's all I got for you guys. My guess will be three, and I'll include the Rams. All right, Jameson, guess three. Jameson is incorrect. Okay. So I'll just do go... my two then. Okay, go for it. Yeah, Mike is correct. Oof. Nice. Is only two. Uh, Jameson, you were correct, I believe. Uh, there is a there was a late score in the Rams game. I, that I knew that. I was like, we've double. been like the kings of those weird guard, yeah. like Sean McVay kicking that field goal at the end of regulation for no reason. <laughs> right. Like, gotcha. so 20, 25 Las Vegas to spread, my friend. Las Vegas exactly. spread. twenty five no to eleven. Yeah, twenty five to eleven against the Bucks in week three, and Dolphins thirty one to seventeen. Okay. And if I remember, like that eleven, like seven of those points, like came like super yeah. late. So both of those games, 14-point wins, are their two biggest wins of the year. Uh, so, yeah, again, you want to play them. I'm just saying. Like, this is the team that you want to play on the NFC side. If it's not the Seahawks or the Packers, in my opinion, uh, probably would rather play the Seahawks than any of these teams right now uh, just because their defense has been so bad and Geno's just getting healthy. Um and the Packers' offense is at least pretty, pretty solid. I mean, they really are, especially when uh, Aaron Jones is healthy. Nope. Seahawks beat the Eagles. Seahawks better than the Eagles confirmed. They should be in the playoffs. <laughs> the Eagles. That's how it goes. I don't make the rules. Sorry, right, guys. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I, I see the logic. I see the logic. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Jameson. I know you got a couple questions before we head into pick them. I do. Let me pull those back up. So the first one that I have for you. This is a this is a quarterback question here. Um, do you think that Cousins, Fields, Geno, or Baker will all be playing for their current teams next season? No. I I think Baker I could be will. I could be sold on this that all four would be, uh, depending on one or two small factors. Uh well, the biggest one, the biggest hurdle is Cousins has to resign. Yeah. And and is he gonna do that? Ooh. Because I, I I see a scenario where honestly Justin Fields could get traded to every single one of these spots. Like like that's <laughs> I, why I, think, I agree with that. Like, that's why this this but, kind of is thrown for a wrench here. Like I could see the Vikings, Seahawks, or the Bucks trading for Fields. I I don't know. I think Baker's gonna stay. I, I think, think Baker sign. better stay, and they better earned, freaking pay him. He's earned money there. One yes. year, four million dollar deal. I no, mean, he's, dude, he's in a clip twenty eight to thirty. Yeah, I mean, which is the numbers we were talking last week. I mean, yeah. he he should be. But I, I think that Baker, I think Baker's going to stay. I think Cousins will likely re-sign because of the impact a uh, because of the impact a rookie would have on that roster. I mean, they'd have to be something incredibly significant. That roster's already a playoff roster. I mean, literally, they're just a quarterback away, and Cousins is that quarterback. I think that's yeah, pretty I was gonna obvious. Say, if, if Cousins doesn't get hurt, I don't think there's any chance that these Vikings aren't already in the playoffs this but this is a cousins like, two year with a team third year option or whatever i mean also i will say cousins has signed some of the best contracts 
for any <laughs> mid level quarterback. Guaranteed money ever. He, he signs He's great deals, there. but this should be a two plus one. That's what it should be, right? They so, might be a little cautious with the you know post injury situation as far as like big long term dollars. So yeah, right, I, I would I would expect some like a couple of years probably. So um the cousins one I, I he needs to sign. I don't understand, and I said this last week. I don't understand why Fields is getting shopped. This team is playing really well. They're gelling right now. DJ I, Moore a, likes him, and DJ yeah. Moore is great. Cole Komet likes him, and Cole Komet is great. Khalil Herbert just had a great week again. They may knock Montez, off a playoff team this week. Montez Sweat has played really well since he's been over there. Yeah, I mean, well, today there was stuff floating they're around good. about. DJ Moore is really good friends with Marvin Harrison Harrison. Harrison Jr. And so is Justin Fields. And they're obviously, I I think they're they're officially locked in for the first pick, right? Yes. Yes. They've clinched it. Bears got it. I think the Bears should hold that pick hostage and genuinely believe that. Trade to the two, the three, whichever one of those two spots really wants it. Some some terrible franchise is going to trade it. The wazoo, With, and, but guarantee that they're going to say they're they're going to say, listen, you have to guarantee us you're taking this quarterback, and we will you trade can... with you. I, they, I, guys, they've been doing that. I mean, there's plenty of those that happens in the second, third, fourth no, round all I, the time. I, I, I mean, yeah, but I don't know how they can officially. I mean, they can't officially guarantee no, but in name say this is what we're doing because Good if thing. you lie in that scenario, uh, you're, you're never getting you're getting blackballed <laughs> yeah. hard. That GM will not have a job if his team at all we'll lets him go at any point. A trade partner. Ever no, he done. So, um, but I think they should hold it hostage and then take Marvin Harrison Jr. at the two or the three, whatever that scenario is. I don't know if I were them if I want to risk moving down to three for Marvin Harrison Jr. But um, but at least move down to the two. So that'd be really interesting, but I just I, don't get I, why Fields me, is getting shopped as hard as he is. Let me push back on you here a little bit. I think, and part of it goes to the conversation we had just last week. <clears throat> so this is Justin Fields' third year. He's coming into his fourth year contract in which you're making your choice before the season starts, whether you're picking up that fifth year, right? They have to. They, they have to. They have to. Or, and that's only two years. Are we saying this Bears team is ready to go to the Super Bowl next year? I don't think so. No, but I think they're ready to go to the playoffs. They might be ready to go to the playoffs. I yeah. think you shop fields, you get a good, a good package for them. Some team's going to get them for two years. They know who they have, right? They're going to get them for two years on the rookie contract still. They're going to be good. They're going to pick up another rookie, say Caleb Williams, for five years on a rookie contract that they can still build this team to be even better. And they're looking at, Super Bowl in three, if Caleb Williams is the guy they think the the guy that everyone says he is. <clears throat> See, I think you can get. I think you can get to the promised land with Fields. I don't know if I, you can. Do I think you can get to it. Two years. I, I mean, but genuinely, I think you're you're taking a you're taking a pretty big risk. I also think that what the Bears would hold him hostage for is significant. Yes, I, I you're. Fields is going nowhere without a first round pick involved because we were having this conversation about Jimmy freaking Garoppolo taking a, a first if he was healthy to come off this team or an early second. So there's no way that Fields isn't worth a mid to late first plus your Wait, third. You Jimmy Garoppolo was worth a first round pick he, when he was healthy. It was oh. a literal discussion. 
It was a literal discussion. I, dude, for is a second he, there, I literally said that Jimmy Garoppolo was worth a first round. No, not right now. Oh my gosh! But I like when he drugs. when he was healthy, when he pre went to the Raiders, Super Bowl. yeah, sure. yeah. When I, and and post that, give it, give him, give him post that he was definitely worth uh, that consideration in that conversation. And uh, and Fields absolutely is. He's healthy. He's coming off a fantastic year for him. I uh, in a year which all he did was improve because remember how god awful he was against the Chiefs, like yeah. that horrible game at the beginning of the season where they got wiped and we're like, what is this guy? What is this team? And who is Matt Eberflus? Get him out of town, all of them. And dude has done nothing but ball out since. So I just I think the package is too significant for them to let go of Fields when you uh, to your point they still got two years with him. I I just. I think that it's going to cost other teams too much for them to say yes. And I understand they have the first and the ninth. I totally get it. And you're right to bring it up right now. Tenth. They're the tenth. The, what, what kind of team are you going to have? You pick up Caleb Williams, right? But you and then have... you still have two other first round draft picks. What kind of team are you building around this guy? Like, Dude, it, I don't think Caleb is Williams phenomenal. is the guy. I mean, you're, you, if you're just saying that name, I'm going to sit here and argue because I don't think Caleb Williams is anything. Okay. I no, don't think I, he's, I think he's garbage compared I, to other guys already garbage. in the league. He's, he's got, he's got obvious talent and skills. Is he a top now, 25 quarterback next year? No. Uh, Caleb Williams, he, I think so. I think there are a lot of I, bad I quarterbacks so. right now. But also, There's but also, a lot of bad quarterback play. But also, to be fair, most rookie quarterbacks are not top fivers the first year. I know I said top 25. Yeah. Sorry, I don't so, think he's top so 25 said. next year. And and, oh, and Justin Fields is top that. 15 for I'd push sure. Back against that. I, I would push back against that. I, I, I think he is, by most scouts, like the for sure number one. But that aside, a quarterback that you like, Bo Nix, Penix, um, Penix whatever other kid from uh, North Carolina or whatever. Um, either way, you have one of these guys that you look into. You have the first pick. You're like, okay, we get the choice of our quarterback. We fall in love with this guy. We have him for five years under a rookie contract. We have five years to improve this team with this guy. With Fields, we only have two. You're looking at you do you do improving your team window. enough for a couple, like a big Super Bowl run, a couple of Super Bowl runs. That's what's in their mind, right? With okay. Fields, you're like, we have to pay him in two years. We now can't afford our defensive lineman we need. Like it. Sure, but sure, but. If you sign Fields after this year, you do the extension going in, okay? No. If you choose to do the extension now, do the Kyler Murray situation, you don't let him have near as much money because we see how bad it's handicapping everybody. But he hasn't had certain numbers that would qualify him for certain tiers of contract. He's not going to push over 40 a year. Matt, okay? I'm going to counter that point right there. Okay. Daniel freaking Jones. That is the dumbest contract in the NFL, and we all know it. I know, but I'm selling you. And it still I, sets I would much the market. Do- I would much rather pay Justin Fields $40 million than Daniel but, Jones. But it sets the market in the wrong direction because they go, listen, they paid him $40 million and look what happened. It, sets the, Fields it doesn't is say, say this I is your floor. Proven that I, am I am better, better than that. Cute. I have but proven. everybody knows that contract was a mistake. Everybody knows Kyler Murray's contract ma- was a mistake. It doesn't matter the players. It absolutely Justin Fields, does. Justin Fields it, is not signing for less than 40 It won't happen. He is there is there is no way there, in there two, is in no two, way they're in, they're gonna bump him over like forty two forty three million if they sign him this years, year. You know who years. wants to save their job and needs a quarterback? It's Atlanta. 
eh, that could happen. They got the money and they have the they have a low. They, literally, they got a low cap number right now, too. Uh, and he fit, by the way, Fields running style would fit in with that team really well. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Totally agree. We I mean, we said the same thing about Lamar. Um, yep. Don't disagree with it. Again, I just I think that you need something for your freaking fan base who is getting tortured by the fact that you suck year after year after year. And if you get rid of Fields and you and you look at DJ Moore to be like, hey, I know we traded for you. Sweat, I know we traded for you. I know we've been building this thing, but we're going to go get this rookie and you guys are going to hold on for a couple more years. I, I think, think people crap. would buy tickets I just to don't go think watch Caleb Williams play. For sure, that, that's because your saving grace is that you draft a quarterback number one, but that's all you get out of it. Is he going to be best. Bryce Young? Because he could be. He's uh, being no, built he's as better than, as the next Andrew Luck is what this kid's being <laughs> Dude, built as. And, okay? and this quarterback like that's, that's what everybody needs to understand. Is this kid is the next Andrew Luck. He's the next Patrick Mahomes. I, that is what everybody's saying Every he is. year they say this guy's the next whomever. Every year. And it's going to put people in your stands. Yeah, you know who's getting more primetime games next year? Caleb Williams or Justin Fields? Who's getting more primetime games? I'm just going to be honest. It truly depends. I, I, honestly, like going into the year, it truly depends. We saw how much the draft impacts uh, who gets to do what. Teams that drafted and signed key free agents, the Jets, um, got primetime games. Like, that was a huge deal. The, 49, the 49ers were coming off a big win season and had this crazy takeoff, so they got a lot of primetime games. Uh, you know who did not make a ton of amazing moves? The freaking Ravens. And who are not arguably right now the best team in the NFL, and they didn't get primetime games. So I don't know that it, it necessarily uh, matters in terms of Justin Fields or Caleb Williams. They're going to look at the scope of what you do in the offseason and say, you're worthy of these things. That's what the NFL does. That's why the Jacksonville doesn't get jack squat, because um, they don't do anything, so they don't get anything. Um, but like that's how that works. I, I all due respect to everybody, and I know I'm in the corner yelling, uh, I don't believe that moving Justin Fields is the right decision for the Bears at all. I don't believe in Caleb Williams, and I'll go on record now and forever on that one. But I, I just don't get how putting your team into a five-year window, which I understand is a significant window, with a guy you hope is going to be good, is a better situation than paying one guy, one guy who you, you're always going to pay this position eventually, in two years, maybe you just look at him and say, hey, we're not there yet this season. Let's get to the playoffs next year and then let's work that deal. We're going to exercise your fifth I, year. You're going to make 17 million or 18 million, class whatever it is, like and call now. it. Because I do think that that puts a little bit of urgency on it as well. This is, it's like, this sure, is if the we, most if we talented swing with quarterback class Justin in Fields years. and miss, and then there's not a quarterback class to be like, oops, we, we passed on potentially generational guys to try this guy again. It's it's the game that people will play of like, totally get it. Yep. I'm going to try to buy the upside of this guy as a rookie versus what I know of this guy right now. So I don't want to cap myself when I could, you know, yeah. you know, play the job. I, I want to point out to you that hands down, everyone will tell you that the 49ers across the league will tell you that they are the most talented roster they have seen in a long time, like top to bottom. And that is because they haven't paid a quarterback significant money in what, like seven years? Like Garoppolo made okay money, but he still was never top of the league. Oh, and he was he was he was, like he was number six for I a believe. year, one year, and then the rest of his yeah contract six, was and then down. he moved down to eight, <clears throat> six, and then he moved down to eight. But he was top ten for three years. Yeah, and 
and they did go to a Super Bowl in that time. But since that yeah. his money started going down, they started being able to pay people. They've been able to bring people, and they drafted well. And you're looking at this team; they they're able to bring Hargrave over this last year because they don't have a quarterback they're paying. And and a lot of this they were able to pay Bosa ridiculous yeah, amounts of but, money. But like, let's remember, you can't do that if your quarterback's making forty five, fifty million dollars. And you can't do and, all, both those moves. Okay, but before we move on, I, I'll just say, um, let's remember that when uh, when Garoppolo signed that, he was at twenty five, whatever it was, million per year. Yeah. Okay. Um, as he signed that, the cap was what it was. We saw the two most significant cap increases in the history of the NFL over the duration of that contract, which the Forty ers knew was coming. Uh, you know, they knew they were going to get a significant one. Then COVID happened, and they got a real big one after that. Um, to go and do that. And they're going to get another one this year. And so yeah. they know those percentage increases. And I think if you're Bears, this is, a, this is a numbers game. The percentage that they would be paying fields at 41 to 42 million, which is probably where the number is. I'm not gonna, even going to argue that point. I don't think it's smart, but I think that's where the number is. If they do that, the percentage, because they're going to pay whatever they're going to pay on the signing bonus, the cap hit's going to be what it is, is literally marginal compared to what the Niners did with Jimmy G, which you and I agreed at the time was a really smart contract. And it did propel them, like you just said, to the Super Bowl. So I think it's all in how you structure your whole team. And I don't think there's that big of a deal. That said, I think Fields is going to be there next year. I think Geno's staying. Uh, Although I will say his cap hit, uh, his dead cap is not bad. I know Grant was looking at that earlier. Geno's is only uh, 17.5 and then 8.7. Uh, in 24 and 25. So not bad at all if they choose to get rid of them, considering what some teams are eating in dead cap uh, going into th- this next year, <laughs> Broncos. Um, <laughs> I know we're all guessing, but we we believe. Um, I think Baker is absolutely staying, and I do think that the most likely scenario is that Cousin stays. He seems to really love it there. That dude just took his shirt off and did skull this last week with his son. I mean, yeah. and they got destroyed. I, I don't think he's going. Yeah, they, they got destroyed by the Packers by 23 points. But I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, I think he's staying. So I, I, I think that's there. I think Geno's there. I think Baker's there. Um, although Seahawks could make a choice at least to draft somebody. I think uh, they somebody will, slides. But I, think, I think they'll still keep Geno and do the whole. Yeah, but I think it's your... more like the Jordan Love second round scenario. I don't know that yeah. it's it, they're going to look at a top uh, top four guy. And there could be easily I, be taking uh, five quarterbacks in the first the, round, by the way. If they don't make the playoffs and they're picking around 15, I think they will. because You, you like that scenario because of where the roster's at? Because where the roster's at. Your running back situation's good. Wide receivers are Wide set. Wide receivers are set. Tight ends seem to be doing pretty well. You guys um, have nailed the offensive catch a few line more last balls. couple years, by the way. Uh, nailed the offensive line. Like it's 100%, yes. That's 100% a roster built. To now go get their guy. I, they're going to let go a, they're going to let Jamal somebody. move on. Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't care. and 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 probably be able to draft a safety second, third. Yeah. So I like it. I mean, if someone stuff. like I, if someone a like call. a Drake May is there at fifteen, yeah, like I do it like hundred percent. Drake May, I think Daniels is the the other one. The Bo Nix scenario, which we've already discussed here, those three will probably be in that pocket. Somebody will yeah. be, in and that, I like in that it. Pocket. I mean, you give Gino one more year. And then, yeah, and, and I don't think Gino's going to see that as a threat. He yeah. understands his offense till it's not, and it, it's his job to lose, which it always has been, yeah. and that's been the scenario he's been in since he's been there. Yeah, so I I'm think a, it's gonna... more likely that all four are where they are than they're not. I think obviously the wild card we'd all agree is Fields. So I'm I'm going to take my GM cap back off here. All right, I, I put it on there for the Fields conversation. I took it, take it off real quick. I believe you're right. I think that. As a GM, you look at that field situation and you're like, what can we do? And you look at that scenario of like getting an early quarterback, but 
getting a bunch of draft picks as well to build this team up real fast and make it young and good within the next three years. I get that, but I think they also look at Fields and what he's done for them at the second half of this season, what he did for them the first half of last season when healthy. <clears throat> and they say, this could be our guy. We could go to the Super Bowl in two years. Like okay. that that's the way they this guy's played, right? He looks he looks like Jackson out there. He looks he looks like Jalen Hurts in the Super going to the Super Bowl. Like he has those legs. He can make just about every throw. And he's just got to work, you know, he, and they're building, finally getting that team around him. And they're looking but, good. Like you watched them last couple of weeks. You're like, this Chicago team actually looks pretty good right now. That highlight that we watched the other day. <clears throat> oh my gosh. That Grant and I were at lunch uh, on he Sunday. Escaped the sack and ran for 30 yards. Are you like, yeah. dude, got spun yeah. like four times in the backfield. And it looked like Lamar Jackson versus 49ers. It was fantastic. Abs- yeah. yeah. Oh, he's special. I mean, he let the is. record show that I would rather them do exactly what you're saying and get like a Marvin Harrison Jr. and run that because from a spectator's perspective, so much fun. I would love that. Uh, but I mean, I absolutely. also would selfishly like to see him in Atlanta because I also think that would be just as fun. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And, yeah. and I get maybe that. And, and maybe Harrison's not your number one guy. Maybe you go get the best pass rusher there is on, out, coming out of this draft or the best tackle and make yeah. him the number one pick and then get one of the but, Washington receivers at number nine. I still think yeah. you're great because you got more as your number one still. And, well, and, and you're yeah. building up your team. And, and I get that. But I think and maybe feels... maybe more is your one because if you do the thing, yeah, I mean if Mar if Marvin Harrison Jr. is there, and and I I will say we we're not paying by the way skill players a ton of money on this team, and that defense is making nothing, and they're yeah. that good. Yeah. They, they've been playing that good. They're very opportunistic. They just need a couple of veterans in there. I think there's some there are a couple signings and a few draft picks away from really being that top ten defense that they want to be uh, across the board. Uh, but they've done a great job with turnovers and creating yeah. opportunities for turnovers. But remember, your DJ Moore's contract is like what fifteen million ish. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's a great receiver contract for number one right now. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. coming in, even at, at a number one pick. I uh, on on that deal, uh, if that's what would happen, and then you've got Herbert on a nothing deal back there uh, at running back, and you're you're pretty set Montgomery's in that backfield. Still back there. Yep, and you you got uh you got a lot of pieces that are in place. Cole Komet is, is not making a bazillion dollars. Like you've got all that young talent in there. Uh, it does allow you to pay the quarterback and then figure some crud out as you go along. Yeah. Um, probably draft another tight end. If we're being honest, I don't know if you keep Cole Komet forever, but, uh, and his numbers wouldn't instigate a huge contract either, but it's, it's just an interesting conversation. Holy cow. Did that go way longer than I thought it would. Uh, <laughs> but I know James has got one more for us before we get to pick him. Yeah, one one more quick one here, potentially. We'll see. Um, <laughs> what potential coaching job do you want if you're a head coach in the NFL next season? It's a few of the ones that we have written down here. Raiders, Chargers, Washington, Carolina, Patriots, New Orleans, Titans. Okay. Obviously, New Orleans and Titans, we got a question mark on mm-hmm. because we don't know. But we assume that that's a possibility. Especially if New Orleans I think, I think number playoffs. one is easy. Just if you look at the talent, we've said this the, many times on the Chargers. Yeah, and the issue has always been the coach. But but they also have crap ownership. They have crap ownership. <laughs> they also have a lot of like Keenan Allen's going to make like thirty something million dollars this year. They do got some weighty. They got some cap stuff over there. Yeah, 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 they they do. And you paid Herbert, so I'm going to say what I actually think would be the second. I think that's a more interesting conversation personally. Okay, I actually think the Titans. Really. Because I wonder if you look at the team, 
you have a real chance to actually really build something here. Will but, Levis has had a shot and hasn't been a guy yet. He hasn't been a guy Tana yet. Hill's contract that, comes off. But he's shown that there might be something. Uh, and, King Henry probably not playing there next year. Probably not. But I, I just the comments think he's as, been making. As, as, a, as, a, as a team, the ownership, has never been any issues with the ownership? Yes. Never been any issues there? They're very you have a chance loyal. to actually like do something that you want to do. You're not inheriting bad contracts like the Saints, like uh, the Chargers. It's a winnable uh, division. The Raiders. It's a winnable division. Okay. It's competitive. I'm and so I think if you're a head coach, like as a head coach, you want, I mean, I think for the most part, you want a lot of control in what you're doing. Yep. This is, a, this is an ownership that doesn't seem to be problematic. And this is like, like I think the Raiders, they're terrible ownership. Chargers, terrible ownership. Washington historically has been. Obviously, they're not now. David yeah, we Tepper don't know what they is are. a douchebag. Um, Robert Kraft is... I mean, I, Robert Kraft will spend money, and he... I and, mean, as long as you win, you're pretty guy, loyal. You're his guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah but then loyal. you're following up Belichick, and I don't want that job. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was gonna say, I don't know if I want to go Also, I think as a head coach, yeah. you want to go somewhere where your boss is not insane. You know I, what? The, I think I, the Chargers. Man, are you may have just of, won me over. The Chargers, I think, are kind of like the obvious answer because if I'm a coach, I'm like, do I have a quarterback? Justin Herbert. You can yeah, just yeah. Herbert. do I have a quarterback? Like that's that would be the first one. I think the sneaky section option is actually Washington because a it's a coach. blank slate. Especially if I get to keep the enemy, and then oh, there's wait, the new ownership. Bien-Ami, you get wide receiver. I didn't think the wide receivers there. Are legit. You got a good wide receiver yeah. group. You're still trying to figure out quarterback. Defense is bad. Defense is defense bad. Is defense real is bad. bad Offensive but, line is historically but, bad. But yeah, yeah. But compared to all these other things that you know, if I'm looking at other teams, like I don't like a whole lot from what I'm getting there either. But guess who's who owns the second round pick, the second overall pick, the Commanders. Washington. Yeah, yeah. Carolina. Who, they're probably going to be first in line for a quarterback. They're exactly. first in line. Exactly. So if I'm like, hey, I can dial up, you know, the enemy's offense with, you know, whatever quarterback that I get to choose now because I'm the head coach and we got that draft pick. Uh, and like you said, okay, uh, you know, ownership stuff in the past. Now, uh, I would assume that if I'm being hired as a head coach by these new owners, new owners often have the new owner syndrome. They want to pick their guy. So at that point, I would be considered the new owner's guy. So I'd have maybe a little bit of protection there. Okay. So, I, so man, I'll, I'll answer this one with a little caveat. So if it's based on how the questions worded, if it's just for next season. Like I'm one year of uh, coaching, going in, going into I'm it. going chargers, right? Like, yeah. like if I get one, you're like, you get one year of coaching, which to these teams, I'm like, uh, I want to win right now as my one year. And I'm going to with the chargers because we can figure that out. Right. It's one Chiefs year. I've been looking weaker and weaker. Yeah. Yep. Um, chargers beat them once this year, but it's true. And so, and so for one year, but if I'm looking like, okay, I'm going to start this year and have, you know, four or five years to build. It's hard not to say the Titans because that ownership is amazingly loyal. They're willing to spend. I agree with you there. I would also say New Orleans because they're coming out of cap hell. They've they've been in it for the last two years. They're actually coming out of it starting next year. And by year two, I think they're completely out of that crazy, crazy cap hell. And so you're looking at like, okay, so New Orleans, good def- or decent defense at times. We can coach that up a little bit. We still need a quarterback, but we have a couple years getting out of this cap situation, you still have Kamara, you still have pieces. Olave is legit. Um, and you're looking at this, you're like, you know what? The, the, the New Orleans Saints might be the way to go. That's my opinion. I, I, I don't love it because it, 
you Why have a lot Jameson? to deal with. Um, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of other reasons that I would not want to coach the the Saints, but yeah, I, well, I you got a lot of stuff. You either. Yeah, well, <laughs> that I want to be in New Orleans. But no, you often. you do you do have to deal with a lot of stuff that what your first year. I, you're totally right about the second year. Um, but you do we would have to deal with quite a bit that that first year. Um, but I will say it's a team that's borderline playoff. You know, I mean, yep. they're playing this week to be in. So uh, at least there is that. And their division isn't super awesome. And you're in a dome. That's totally true. Fan base seems to be awesome. Fan base is nuts. Um, but that's because right. of recent success. So good for them. But I, I, you know, I think Grant put it to us really well. I know Mike is echoing it. I think the Titans make a lot of sense in the long term if you're going to a place for long haul. Washington is interesting just because they literally don't have anybody under contract. They traded away their their potential contracts even. Um, you know, it's like an uh, open slate. Yeah. Literally, I mean you you owe one wide receiver fifteen million dollars and outside of that, like do what you want. And he's good, by the way. So and it's he's, not like he's really good. Yeah. Um he should be uh, fifteen million is a steal at this point. Yeah, like legitimately. So I I do I do kind of like the option of Washington. I, I will say they don't have the fan base. They're not a football town. Um, but uh, you have an ownership group with a ton of freaking cash who will spend um, and set you up well. I, and I think they're going to have realistic expectations. Magic Johnson has shown in his involvement with sports stuff that he is patient, um, but aggressive. And uh, and so I, I think that one would be appealing. Uh Place I would not go. I'll reverse the question. I would not go to Carolina. Agreed. I will yeah, not go there. Bad over there on that That's probably like the last placed option. That owner is across terrible. the board. That scumbag threw a drink on a Jaguars fan at the end of the game this week. Like <laughs> out only from fined, his booth. Only got fined 300K. David Tepper's worth like $20 billion. Yeah. He, he was like, cool. Drop in the bucket. Don't care. But legitimately, I saw did the math. it's like 48 cents. <laughs> I literally sucks. saw that like 20 minutes I ago. I hate him. Um, but no, like I, I wouldn't go there. I think second would be the Pats. I wouldn't go to third would be the Raiders. Fourth would be New Orleans. I wouldn't want to go to. Um, and then I, I yeah, if I'm just trying to win games, Chargers looks real good. Love the weather down there. And the Titans, man, if you just want to go put your family somewhere and camp out. I mean, Mike and I season of life. That sounds real good. It you know, sounds real good. To be it in sounds Tennessee real right now. good. Be in Tennessee <laughs> right at this moment. It really does. So, um, man, great questions. Like, I love the dialogue there. I want to turn it over to Grant, though, because we got to get into pick them before we wrap up the episode. And Grant, I had a real good week. Well, I'm going to I think so. I actually looked back a little bit. Oh, good. This is actually, I think, statistic wise, this is our. I know last week said we had a really good week, and here's our wins and losses. We've had three good weeks. But this is the best week that Woo-hoo! we have had in terms of our how many losses compared to our wins. So I'll just go from the top down here. Uh, I went four and one. Jameson went three and two. Matt went five and oh. You. And Mike went four and one. So that is only four losses between all four of us this week. And hey, Grant, is- I don't think I'm going to pick with you anymore. <laughs> Especially not your Seahawks. Oh, how dare you go four and one? How dare you be four and one? Opened up the door because be, uh, now, now the I important part is what your referees sold me. That's the true. Referees totally that's true. Sold. I'm we sure you talked about that already, but man, that was yeah. bad. I mean, yeah, that that's fair. Uh, you should have been four and one. But uh, the next part is the important part to me personally, and that's where we're at records wise. Record wise, 
I'll go from the bottom to the top. Test some sort of, you know, there you go. surprise here. And the bottom, Drum we've roll, got please. Jameson at 46 and 39. I'm in third at 52 and 32. And we have a tie at yeah, 54 do. and 31 to both Matt and Mike. Yeah, we do. It is coming down to Doing it. pretty good. It is coming down to it. So we've got some games. We've got some interesting ones, mainly because certain teams may not be putting out their team at full strength. So I think it will really be a conversation. So the first game that we have, Thursday Night Football, this one is exciting because the Steelers still fight, still live to see another day to get into the playoffs. So we got the Steelers at the Ravens. I will go first. Lamar's not playing. Yeah, I don't think he's playing. He's not playing. But officially, not officially, but dang it, he is not playing. And the I mean, Steelers have to win this game. Well, but the thing is, like, the Ravens sit Lamar more than any other because they just are blowing out. They sit him more than any other team. Like, sit out their quarterback. Yeah. I'm going to go. And remember, their, uh, their backup quarterback took him to the playoffs last year. That's true. Hey. I'm going to go Ravens. You're going Ravens? I'm going to do it. I'm just taking the better team overall. I don't love it. Gosh, that's what I'm doing. dang it. I'm trusting my gut here. All right. If if Mike's going last on this one, then he has to go before me on no. the next that, one. That's fine. We'll, we'll snake oh, this. It's fine. Let's alternate them. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Alternate it. All right. Next up, Jameson. Um, see, this is this is where it's hard to pick a week 18 game when we don't officially know like what their intentions are going to be. That's why I picked them. That's why um, I picked them. I am going to pick the Steelers only because uh, Mason Rudolph seems desperate. to be uh, a decent adult quarterback. And this time the around? Steelers really want to win this game, and I don't care that it's in Baltimore. Um, and if Steelers Lamar, usually don't care either. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and if Lamar, like, if Lamar was going into this week, and was going to play and needed to play well for, you know, to lock up an MVP, like kind of what we were talking about hypothetically with CMC. Like if he was still in the race, would he play this week? Like that would be a different story. Um, but since Lamar's got that locked up, they've got the first round locked up. Uh, I don't think they're going to be, even if they play partially, you know, play a couple of drives with Lamar. I don't think they're going to like get so far ahead to where the Steelers couldn't get some garbage time stuff and make it interesting. And again, they really want to win. So I am going to pick the Steelers, even though obviously the Ravens are a much better team. Okay. Mike, you're up. What what the crud, Mike? I put, I put one down over. No, it, there you go ahead, Matt. It's fine. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Uh-huh. It's Matt. No, I am. Uh, I am definitely taking the Steelers. Okay. See, I was and, right. And, and I think it's because the Ravens are, are not going to play their guys. There's no consequence for them whatsoever. It makes zero sense that they're playing after the first quarter. If you just go out there to give them some reps, like we talked about in the 49ers situation, it's the exact same scenario. Why do it? Um, Especially on Thursday night when everybody gets hurt. Screw that. And Lamar also is like always hurt seemingly with little things here and there. So it's like, don't even take that. Yep. Totally agree. Well, I kind of gave it away there, but I went ahead and threw down the Steelers as well. Um, I'll take the team that needs it, that has to win over the team that literally I don't see a reason why they're even playing most of their starters. Yeah. 
Makes like, sense. It just doesn't make any sense at this point. All right. Sounds <clears throat> good. Next up, Mike, we'll have we'll stick here with you. Woo, this is love it. This is game of the week. Most likely. This, yes, it is. This is hard. Um, I, th- I, th- I think our last one also has a lot of implications, as we've already said earlier. But we've got Texans at the Colts. These two play each other hard. Um, dang. I really like CJ Stroud, and he is healthy. He is playing. And oh, man. Coach did uh, beat him out. thirty-one like, to twenty. Yeah, yeah. But that was in September. Yeah, well, yeah, completely different team. Uh, Richardson was tank still playing, Del, right? by the way. Yeah. No. no tank. You know what? Let's uh, let's do this for giggles, fun. I am the coin. I'm saying Texans in there okay. for the win. Against the Colts team, I think Minshew finally fizzles out a little bit against this team, against potential coach of the year candidate. Okay. Matt, you're next. I could not disagree more. The Colts are going to win this game. <laughs> I'm going with the math. He 100%. is no, he's just going to go the opposite of Mike. I was 100% game. picking whatever Mike wasn't. Um, because, <laughs> because I do truly, and I also believe there's a 50, 50, like it, I, it's so close. It is so close. I, I just, just like, Stroud. Know. I like Stroud a lot. I love Stroud. I love him. I absolutely love him. I, but I've said nothing but good things about the Colts here during the stretch run and believe, uh, just as good, uh, good stuff. Either way, I will just say, I'm going to be sad for the team that loses in this game. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm purely playing the game here, trying to beat Mike, but genuinely, uh, I'll be sad for either one because I, I like where the Texans are at Lo- and, and I love rooting for the Colts. So, and, and they've been fun to watch. All right, Jameson. Uh, yeah. To piggyback off of what Matt was saying, um, like this is, this is one where I want to see both of these teams. I like both of these teams. I'm way bigger on Stroud uh, at the moment. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to lean Texans here. That's what I want to see. He's going to be uh, like Mike said, one week healthier. He had a decent week last week finally coming off of the uh, concussion protocol. Um, so I would expect them to win. I do wish, and, and obviously if uh, Anthony Richardson is healthy, like you can't just assume that things would play out the exact same way and this would be a, a win and you're in, but it would have been really cool to have Stroud versus Richardson week 18 division matchup, win and you're in playoffs for these two rookie guys with two rookie yeah. coaches. Like that would have been like the cherry on top of what this game already is. Um, if that's how the cards would have fell. Um, but even if we don't talk about the Colts a lot after next week, incredibly impressed with what they've done, especially with the backup quarterback and a first year head coach. But I do think even injuries aside on the Texans, I think CJ Stroud is just like that much of a difference maker. Uh, so I'm going to roll with them and, you know, I wish they were hundred percent healthy because then they would make some noise in the playoffs, I think, but, uh, I think they're going to get in and I think they're going to win. Alrighty, I'm sticking with Jameson. I'm going with the Texans. I just like the. I changed my pick. I changed my pick. No, no, <laughs> nope. You have to keep your pick. Hey, what? It, hey, listen. I'm gonna say this right now. You think it's just between you two? What if I come up and I go five and zero oh and I win this thing? It's very possible. It I'm is, only two games behind you guys. I mean, you could right now. You could overtake me. 
You, I, right, you couldn't overtake Mike yet. Or tie him, even. What do you mean? Well, you take him one and one. So you, oh, you've, gotta, you've gotta upend him twice. You gotta up, upend both of us twice. Right now, you could take it from me. Or you could tie him. But, me. I'm just saying. I, are we flipping a coin for the belt, by the way, if we tie? If somehow there's a tie at the top, are we flipping a coin? We'll we'll get a picture with both of us. Or, oh no, point. we'll just do That'd playoff. We'll do we'll do playoff games. We're gonna do the yeah, playoffs we'll anyway, playoff one, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It, if, if it's Some, hold on, we need on to decide right now. Are we playing this through the playoffs? Ooh. Or are we playing a regular season only? I think we all assumed that we were. I think we all assumed we were quitting after this this next week, this, and that was determining. We'll so, have to figure out how many games we do in the playoffs, but. I mean, all of them. Oh, well, yeah, we're gonna pick all of them. We're gonna say who we think's winning. So, so do we want? Well, I mean, do we want this a, to be a regular a re- season? It's belt? a regular season award, like every other award. There you okay. go. Okay, all right, and then we'll play. <laughs> we'll we'll play playoffs. Will be something different. It'll be like some like, I don't know, like a golden calf or pig or something. I don't <laughs> know. I bro, I ain't taking the, no gold. The smallest, <laughs> the smallest belt or trophy imaginable. Just yeah, like a Lego a, size. A, a t- yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, right. so I'll go next. You got the Bears at the God Packers. Bears. The Bears at the Pack. Talked a lot about Justin Fields. Um, also, this game is extremely <sighs> important for the NFC playoffs. This what that's is nuts. Look like. Yep. Um, and also for my team as well. A lot is writing on this. I am the biggest Bears fan in the entire world. Um, so I'm just gonna stick with my boys. Let's go Bears. Go Justin Fields. I like Justin Fields more. I like him more as a quarterback. I think they're playing better. I mean, the Packers just um, barely beat the Panthers. They barely beat the Panthers two weeks ago. Bears are playing a much better game. Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. Jameson. You want me to go? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, mm, I'm going to go with the Bears. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Grant a solid. I'm going to also root for the Bears. I also just think they're hot. So let's just roll with them. We're going with the Bears. All right. Next up, we got Matt. I'm doing what Mike's probably doing. Packers. I'm going to fade the Packers I, two two years in a row to where they lose week 18 to stay out of the playoffs. I, this is one that I hope you guys get. I want to say that. I hope you guys that get this one because it would be in the so funny. I don't care about that part. You guys are going to get wiped in the first round no matter what happens. So I just like, legitimately think it would be hilarious. That would be funny. All right, Mike, you're taking the Packers. I also, yeah, I jump in on the Packers bandwagon here. It's the it's the youngest offense in the league, and I think they'll pull it off. They'll they'll get in the yeah. playoffs. Awesome. All righty. Let's go. Should we just snake it again? Mike? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, Mike. Rams at the you got, you got the Rams, Niners, two teams that literally playing for nothing, basically. Almost. So would you would you would you rather us do like the Jets and Patriots? But they're they're playing at the same time as the Packers, so they are technically playing for something because nobody knows. And the NFL yeah. is smart to do that. Yeah, I think one of them is a 105. I think the Packers are playing that like one o'clock ish game. All right, Mike. So I'm going Rams. No CMC. He's, he's uh, rooting against his team. He's not, not rooting. rooting. He's totally confirmed. different. Confirmed. confirmed. These are we're to, what <laughs> we're rooting our... for and what we're picking technically is like barely our team this week. If if Trent Williams doesn't even play this week, I'm a happy camper. Like, well, yeah, I'd be the same. Like, I'd rather not really. even watch Stafford suit up, like, at all. So, uh, all right, Matt. Yeah, I'm just gonna go with Mike here. I think it's the Rams. Yeah, okay. James, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the Rams too. If anything, maybe we'll put out guys for a couple of drives, and 
I think Sean McVay does win 10 wins. For, for the so. record, Jameson is 18 and 0 on Rams picks, just so everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, not picked I've given anybody out winning but picks the Rams. all season long. It's just the teams <laughs> don't follow through. That's right. And no. Do you hear the brooms? Oh Sweet. my gosh. Rams. Okay. Oh, dude, I thought you had typed in 49ers. I was no, like, no, no way. No, Mike. No way. Mike. All right, and I will end it. Bills at Dolphins. Bills. This is the big game. Yeah. Bills want it more. Play for second seed. They, they're now, playing for a lot more we, here. We didn't talk Dolphins about Dolphins already this. locked in. We didn't talk about this, but it is worth noting before we start picking the guys that the Dolphins just lost this week. Uh Oh, I, they lost Chubb this week. Chubb. Chubb is done. I think yep. Howard was also carted off. I don't know what the extent of his injury was, but you lose Xavier oh, Howard man. and you lose Chubb, which you've already now lost to your best, you know, uh, pass rushers. So well, I, I need to know, is, is Howard really out? I hadn't heard Howard was out. I think I had heard that somewhere. I, maybe I heard wrong, but I didn't. No, I don't know. I'm, I'm genuinely... Freaking Chubb was an ACL too. Gosh dang. He's not going to be ready. I didn't see the confirmed MRI. Oh my gosh. So their only one that we're seeing on the headlines is Chubb. They They have the full injury report? 14 hours ago, likely Xavier Howard out. Oh man. Okay. Then, I mean, that's, that's ways the conversation. What do you, uh, Jameson, are you going, are you hard bills? Um, I I am gonna pick the Bills here. I don't. It's have at a Miami, of, right? I think so. Which doesn't really scare me a whole lot, if I'm being honest. Um, I I'm not huge on the Bills. I think they're a little fraudulent, but I think there comes a point where you can only lose so much mm. defensively. Um, and the Bills, for what it's worth, I guess are playing decent football as far as winning, and I think they really want to get in the playoffs. Um, and I think, it, you know, the postseason ratings, you know, us, like the ratings are always going to be good, but who doesn't want to see like the names? And I think Josh Allen gets himself in there. So I'm going to go with that. All right. All right, Matt. Well, regretfully, going to have to say the Bills. I didn't I did not realize the injury extent there. I, I got to imagine most are also questionable. After I, this I would have too. picked the Dolphins otherwise, if, if I'm being honest. I, I mean, I like them a uh, lot more just in general, but didn't Waddle not play this last week as well? Last week, Waddle didn't play either. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's super concerning. And so, again, there there might be a point of this game where it's like, at some point we're just gonna start pulling guys out. Yeah, if you're if you're the Dolphins. Bummer. So, all right, Mike. I didn't realize the Dolphins were that injured. Oh my goodness. Um, do I just chance it with my Texans pick, or do I zag here? Go Dolphins at home. They play well at home. Uh, they did lose to the Bills earlier this year. I'm pretty sure. Um. The Bills smoke. Come on, Mike. Yeah. Come on, Mike. Let's just make it a one game, one game race here. Flip a coin. Oh, boy. Go for the sweep. We'll make it a one game race. Dolphins. I predicted the Dolphins would win this division at the beginning of the year. That is true. I'm going to stick with it. Let's go, Dolphins. Oh, dang it. Hands up. Dang it. All right. That's not good. That's not good for me. I don't like that at all. That's. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to stick with my predictions. But the, cookie cr- Jameson the way, that, I'm sure. the, way yes. the cookie crumbles. But listen, guys, I have been on a tear. You have. I have. There's I have a good chance smoking. I go three and two right here. I'm and four and go, one, and four and, and one, one, five and oh. I'm feeling pretty good. 
I'm feeling pretty good. So I only had one sub 500 game this year. I, or a week, I should say. I only had one. So I, I feel pretty solid. I mean, if there's one week that can get you, it's week 18. It's where the we week don't of the unknown. Of yep. what people want to do. That's why games. I picked some of these games. That's why I, I, oh, I love it. I think these are great. I think they're great. They're great conversation. I mean, I am going to be glued to my TV all day Sunday. So uh, I'm going to be about it. We, we, we um, will do our belt ceremony at the draft. That's when we'll do it. <laughs> I, I don't know how much of a ceremony it'll be, but uh, we, will, we will figure I mean, it out. We'll, we'll see how dumb it's going to be. We'll see if we get the smoke machines out, you know. See what's up. Um, I would like to. Background of uh, Grant's room there. (laughs) Hey, if you win it, it comes in. It stays. It stays in here. If I win it, I mean, does it not? Means this is where we record. No, I'm taking it home. Are you kidding me? No, I'm putting it on the shelf. Dang it! But it can go right there. It can go right back there. I'm having you guys listen. The banner for that. The the draft party so far, like right now, I'm planning on hosting the draft party this year. Okay. I I basically have told my wife she's she needs to am scray that Thursday so that we can all hang out and watch it. Um, so I'm gonna make it like the featured piece behind us, you know, in said video shot. Okay, I'm planning on on that being a YouTube episode. So deal. Um, you see you see where I'm squeezing right here. That yeah. that's my little uh, that's my little spot right there. Perfect. Oh, perfect. oh, oh right, yeah, right uh, over right over right there. You should just like so trace good. it out like on the it. wall, just like an empty like spot. It. Kind of like the tools, how you have it all yeah. traced well, out. Yeah. It's got, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of first place, Mike, congratulations on winning the B-League. Oh, yeah. Mike got the um, dub. By the fantasy. way, I'm pretty sure I had like the third fewest points scored all year long in fantasy. In <laughs> and still got it in the playoffs. Got hot. And I got it in the playoffs. That's right. James and I say farewell to the B-League. <laughs> the B-League. Yeah, they got sure. Meanwhile, I, in my ESPN League, had scored the most points and had the fewest points allowed and did not make the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, I, that is some is bad dumb. luck, bro. Dude, fantasy fantasy is is so that is some whole and I had CMC on my team. Well, so. yeah, I was gonna say, uh, this this is this was the the worst I have ever done this yeah. year. Good job. And what upsets me the most is that Matt and I drafted almost identical teams. Yeah, I'm just better than you. I, yeah, <laughs> apparently for some reason, like that's just how it happened. Like we had a lot of the same first picks, like. Our teams are uh, almost identical. So I will drafted. I will say this to the bitter end. What won me uh, this year was two moves that I made specifically. Um, one of them was getting Puka Nakua um, in, a, in a trade with uh, Mike's wife. Um, who managed with that trade to save herself uh, from falling out of the A-League, uh, noted. Um. Wait. Did she didn't get booted? Right. She did get booted. Um. No. Wait. Yep. She got that, because that's wrong. she picked up the Vikings and hit the start, and it never started them, and so she didn't start a defense that last week. Oh my gosh, that's brutal. Although, I did not know that story. Yep. That's what. That's what would have saved her. Okay. Well, you know, I tried my best. What can I say? It, I got Puka Nakua, and then I had like a lot of people the waiver wire pickup of the year. Uh, from the same team, Mr. Kyron Williams, uh, who yep. legitimately won me my championship this week. Um, I also had the great fortune of drafting um, Mr. White from Tampa Bay. Um, I did the smartest thing I've ever done as a fantasy owner, and I drafted Tyreek with the number six pick. Despite the temptation to go and get a running back in the first round, um, I went and took Tyreek, and I'm very proud of myself for that. That paid okay. off. Can I ask you a quick fantasy question that you might actually know? 
Yeah. Oh, thanks. Is, is there a is there a team <laughs> that has contributed to fantasy success in the past like three seasons more than the Rams? Because you had Cooper Cup winning. Well, the injury leagues. last year killed us, though. Well, yeah, it's basically I'm just spanning back to that Cooper Cup season. Obviously, last year there was like nobody, but it's like well, Stafford was fantastic Cup, that year as well. You had Stafford 41 yeah. touchdowns that year. Yep. And then this year you have two Rams guys where it's like, wow, if you had one of these guys on your team, like they probably either helped you win or at least got you close. I mean, I can't remember. There's not been a lot of times where I've had two guys. I will give it for this year who have propelled me the way that those two did from the same team. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty rare. If you had Ayuk and CMC this year, they actually uh, overall points wise got you a little bit more. Mike CMC did. was just um, out. Yeah, a lot of it was the, the CMC, CMC in the half point PPR leagues that we're all in in, in Yahoo. Oh, CMC um, cooked three hundred and sixty points. Um, had high end quarterback numbers. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was just selling that to somebody today. Uh, that he had a hundred and twenty points more than AJ Brown, and he had a hundred points more than the next running back, which was Raheem Mostert. So, like these, because these guys that are in three wide receiver leagues are talking about how you got to go. Go collect all your wide receivers. And if you're a keeper league, you need to keep this guy and that guy. And that. I mean, like this dude was saying to keep AJ Brown over CMC to somebody. And I'm like, are you out of your flipping mind? Are you That's insane? So dumb. This I, entire offense runs through one guy. CMC. I, dude, I understand like his usage is out of this world, but the, but bro is being used correctly. They run him at certain angles. He does not run certain plays and they it zone block. Yeah. They zone block. He doesn't have offensive linemen falling on him every other play. That's how this is done. So I CMC is the best keep, but I will say it is a rarity to do what the Rams have done this year and to support fantasy as well as they have. I could name a few teams that have done that, but to be honest, not a lot of teams that do it in the running back wide receiver uh, area. Like I said, CMC is a unicorn. So or to have um, three different guys at any point on that team who have like one U seasons is also kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. If you had Cooper Cup and Pukunakua and Kyron Williams, it was not to your detriment to be playing all three of them for over half the season this year. And you could not say that uh, against for most teams. The only other team that you could compare in the NFL this year from a fantasy perspective was the 49ers. It was those two teams that had guys that were worth starting every week. I mean, you could start four 49ers and not feel bad about it. You could have started five on certain weeks. And it would have been a good move. Um, That's that West Coast offense for fantasy, baby. Yeah, dude. It, yeah. It's so valuable. But I just no, it's say, a valid point. I, I picked up CMC as like the number two overall pick. I picked up Brandon Ayuk in like the sixth or eighth round or something like that. <clears throat> Started him the entire year. They, they carried me. And then yeah. I had Justin Fields on the bench when he got hurt. And then I put him in at the end of the year. And uh, that's what carried me through the playoffs and for my championship. Those three guys. And then, of course, you know. And Joku was awesome at the end of the year as well. I, I'm I'm the doofus that uh, that dropped Fields um, at uh, a certain point. Like I picked him up, and then I let him go for, be, uh, for purposes of picking up other people over the course of the season. Uh, but one of them, I believe, was Kincaid because <laughs> I needed a tight yeah. end after Andrews went down. So uh, talk about yeah, a bit I, of a fantasy uh, flop oops. for him this year. There was a lot of people who were like this guy, Kincaid. Yeah. Like Kincaid ended sneaky, up being, uh, he ended up being like a number nine tight end or something like that. I drafted him late, super, super late, yeah, and then traded him off 
uh, midway or partway through, except in Joku. I only st- I started him for a bye week guy, and that was yeah. all I ended up using him for. I was in a pretty good spot for the most part with my tight end situation. I had, I had Laporta, oh, I had well. Andrews most of the year, and I had. I forgot. And then you had I both of those guys. I on one team I had Laporta and Andrews, and uh, and then I ended up after Andrews went down and I traded Laporta. I ended up picking up Ingram and I rode him through. So that Ingram was my guy for the last six weeks. You look mm-hmm. what he did. He he only got under ten points one time. Yeah, so with uh, Murray coming I had, back. Yeah, I had very good fortune. Also, for everybody, this is how I won. I won by two and a half points. Uh, I in my league won the A league. I which is the one that I care about. Um, but I was terrified because the guy I was up against had Chandler on Sunday night, and legitimately they pulled Chandler out of the game. Madison comes in and makes a catch and makes like seven yards and that would have put it right on the brink. So the next touch would have been it. And then uh, the Vikings ended up uh, going over on downs and didn't do anything. I was losing my mind standing in the kitchen. My wife's like, what is going on? I'm like, you don't understand. I put in all this effort for this one league. This is the one I care about. And I was like, if this doofus touches the ball again, I'm screwed. And when they pulled him out from Madison and he wasn't on the field for fourth down, I literally like lost it and got super pumped. Uh, so uh, to to my buddy, Ben, whom I beat and I already texted today. Uh, ha ha. Um, <laughs> the, all the love in the world. Uh, but uh, there's nobody I would have rather beat than him. Uh, so anyway, it was it was super intense. And I had a great fantasy season. I hope you're not playing fantasy football in week 18 unless it's daily. That's garbage. Um, if you are, your league sucks and you should go find a new one. And uh, uh, seriously, just join any non ESPN public league and uh, enjoy your year next year because week 18 fantasy football is trash. Um, anyway, all that said, get loaded and ready, people. It is legit playoff season. Week 18 is coming. It's literally playoffs round one. Pay attention to all that AFC stuff. I uh, I am so excited for this slate of games. As you've heard us say many times, I don't understand why we're playing uh, Thursday night football in week 18. That's dumb. Uh, makes no sense. It's not, I don't it think makes, it's ever really happened. Literally shouldn't be happening. That game should be on Saturday. Um, but uh, I hope that you watch as many games as you can. You're paying attention and trying to keep up with all the insanity in the AFC, especially. And uh, seriously, I uh, really hope that the, my biggest outcome that I'm looking for this next week, really want the Rams to play the Lions. I, I know yep, it's, there's a strong the chance, would be so and good. I really want the Rams to play the Lions. That would be awesome. And then for uh, Jared Goff uh, to stick it in Matthew Stafford's ear, that would be that would just make my I'm life. Not sure but if that's how it would happen. Um. Anyway, <laughs> have a great week 18, and we will see you on the back side of this week. And we will be so pumped to recap all that happened and talk about the incoming Wild Card Weekend. Much love, everybody. Have an awesome football weekend. Go Wolverines. Go Wolverines. Absolutely. By the way, the SEC sucks. That's all in the show. Bye-bye.